2: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they
1: need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
3: Last season on the choosing sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports.
0: We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers. Tony,
3: I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech culture and F1 commentator.
0: And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from the daily show.
3: Join us for season two of choosing sides F1.
0: Our F1 102 If you will.
3: And get all of the answers.
0: All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio
3: app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: That's
5: chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW group void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
5: I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to the dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
5: Greetings and welcome to the
4: Joe Girardi Show. Yeah, buddy. I'm Joe Girardi alongside me, Joe Girardi.
6: 877 99 on Fox. No, you no, want to no. talk
4: and you want to be Joe Girardi too. Special number, 877 99 Girardi. That we get right through. No, you know, no. You know, what do those extra no, digits do? No secretary, no assistants. You get right through. Eight seven seven ninety nine. Girardi. I'm As very, get, very
5: excited Tim, about it. Tim,
4: you get right through. Tim. Eight seven seven ninety nine. Girardi.
5: I'm
6: telling you right now, I am gonna have my hand over the dump button like we're playing pressure luck. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop. That's exactly where we're headed tonight on a Friday night. Coffee is brewing, and we are ready for a big night. Of entertainment here in the Geico Studios.
4: It has already been a big day, big night in Major League Baseball. United States men's national team, Christian Pulisic with a USA,
6: USA. Hey, you get a big feature on 60 Minutes. You know you've
4: made it. You You know
6: you're getting the push.
4: Oh, I'm telling you. Watch out! Watch out for the United States now. Wait, do we want to hear his greatness? Because uh, people need, no, to, no, no, need no, to. No, no, no. no, no, have, no, 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 uh, no come on, I, no, look. Push you know me. How much do I want to talk about Christian Pulisic all the time? Because you know what I say about him. He's it, he's the superstar we're waiting 30 years for. It's almost like you have a financial stake in his future. He's going to be the reason why the United States is a true dark horse team for this World Cup and the next <laughs> two to three World Cups after it. Horse meat sandwich. Horse meat sandwich. We're going to be one of the heavy favorites across the country, like teams like Spain are favorites, and Germany. We're going to be that good because of him. He had such a big game, pretty much sending the United States to the World Cup. We think it's such a big deal that, oh, we're barely qualifying. No, it's only because we were so terrible the first two games with Klinsman. We're in the situation we're in right now, but we're in third place after thumping Panama tonight. I want to talk about Polisic, and we will. You know, people would really
6: love to blame Jurgen Klinsmann for what happened to the New York Yankees tonight. (laughs) But
4: But no, it's Joe Girardi front and center. Wildcat Joe. We have to talk about Joe Girardi. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Why didn't you challenge it? Wildcat Joe. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Why did you take CK? Throw the damn towel! In a (laughs) game that had everything, and we've spent the last couple nights telling you truthfully, because we always tell the truth, And at Christmas, you tell the truth.
6: (laughs) I'm going to do it with giant novelty (laughs) note cards. Why didn't you challenge?
4: Andrew Lincoln just showed things up. Uh, Games are long. The Yankees-Indians game has absolutely everything you'd want in a baseball game. And we've had great drama today. We'll get to the Astros and the Red Sox. Uh, But Yankees-Indians had everything you wanted in a baseball game. Everything. It's why they play baseball. It's why it reminds you that, oh, that's why this is the national pastime. It had bad umpiring. I didn't know what a strike was. Most of the game, I didn't know what a strike was because Dan Isonia was just so all over the place. But it was fun watching Ramirez strike out on pitches that Judge walks on and the same pitches that Greg Bird strikes out on. You had great plays in the game, many great plays. You had Jan Gomes' throw to second base to double off Ronald Torres, who pinch ran, who made a horrendous play. You had a horrible throw by Eric Gonzalez, which put the Indians in a situation where they could have lost the game in nine innings. You had great plays. You had bad plays. You had really bad umpiring, and you had Joe Girardi. We had big home had, runs, you had big moments. And, you had everything you'd want. I mean, and
6: this game, a managerial gaffe that will two,
4: potentially... Two, not one. well, Not one. But there's one. one. There's
6: one. Not that, one yeah, I know, two, I know. Not one, well, there's one that started this chain one. reaction. No,
4: no, no, don't not say what. So, of throwing up one. all around <laughs>
6: on yourself. But the second one.
4: The Yankees fall to the Indians 9-8 in 13 innings. This is a game the Yankees led 8-3 in the sixth inning. And Joe Girardi is going to be fired for two decisions he made during this game that cost the Yankees the victory. And he made it even worse on himself what he said afterwards trying to explain these mistakes. First of all, let's deal with this. Yankees are up 8-3 in the sixth inning. CC Sabathia is cruising. Right? It was a 12 out of 13 mm-hmm. he had set down in a row. He had, He walked a batter, and then he got Jay Bruce to line out, and he comes out of the game. So he comes out of the game in the sixth inning, up eight three, and in no trouble really. And even if he does get in a little bit of trouble, he had pitched so well enough that you could say, "Okay, we can." We He's can a let you KG pitch veteran. You got to give you him a little of bit a little of rope. Bit. Exactly. I know Girardi. you're up eight three. Girardi loves his bullpen, and you want to keep going with those guys. And I understand that. But when a guy is pitching well, you got to continue to let him pitch well. I mean, the Indians had been silent for four innings, silent. For four innings, and Sabathia, it's not like its not like they were first and third, he was tired, guys hitting ropes, no. 77 pitches, he comes out of the game. What happens after that? The Indians load the bases, Francisco Lindor hits a grand slam, an 8-3 game is now 8-7, the Indians tie at 8-8, thanks to a home run from Jay Bruce. Look at that, Bruce Juice! And they win it in Your the 13th guy. inning. Yep. This is, I mean, to say it like that, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the game, but there's so much to get to because this is just one of those games. The way you ended describing that was like, Oh, eh, it was a long game.
6: Yeah, it got yeah, to thirteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 13 you it know, they done. tied it up. It's like there were to... a couple of home runs. I mean, ah. it's, it's like
4: me saying, Oh, and then what happens is, you know, Han Solo leaves because he gets paid and, and the you know, the Death Star is closing in on the planet. They attack the Death Star. They get down to like two or three fighters left, and it looks like Darth Vader's gonna kill Luke, but Han Solo comes back and knocks him off, and Luke blows up the Death Star. Sorry, spoiler alert. Allegedly. And that was the movie. I, mean, I watched <laughs> that the other that's night how, really that's how I explained
6: punch that. drunk that's at the that. end of the night as well.
4: <laughs> but Joe Girardi lifts CC Sabathia for really NGR. No good reason. Other than Is that a cable network? Than, N-G-R. Right, welcome to NGR. <laughs> Trying to figure out why Joe Girardi lifted Sabathia, I was waiting. I had to hear him say, what's he going to say after the game to say why he lifted Sabathia? And number one, I'm waiting for CeCe told me something. He told me he was fatigued. He told me he was tired. He told me he was done. Something, whatever it was, even though it was 77 pitches, I'm waiting for that. Instead, Joe Girardi decides, you know what? I'm going to get a lot of flack for this and one other big call, but you know, let me let me throw a little bit more gasoline on this fire with my answer for why I took CC out of the game.
7: Kind of what we've done all year with Greeny, you know, it was it was set up for Greeny to come in, and you know, I decided to go. You know, usually we give CC you know somewhere around 90 pitches. I think he was at 80, and it was set up for our bullpen. And I went there, and it didn't work.
4: That is the quintessential answer that gets managers fired when you say, this is how we've done it all year long. This is how we've done it. This is the playoffs. You do it that way during the season because CC's coming back In five days, he's going to pitch again. You have a game tomorrow and the next day. and You do it because that's how you do it during the regular season. And it stuns me that it's Girardi because Girardi's won a World Series before. I mean, it was a long time ago when the Yankees were in the World Series, but still, he's won a World Series. And saying it was all set up for this. In the playoffs, it's different. It's a different animal. When your pitcher is pitching well, you leave him out there. You let him go until you know I got to take you out because you know what? Tomorrow, you may need your bullpen or the day after that, you want to make sure your bullpen's rested. I know you got an off day coming up tomorrow, but you want to make sure your bullpen's rested and you have the best pitcher in to win this game right now. I know you want to go to green and then you keep making the moves. You go, you don't trust Patances anymore, but that's okay. But you have to win this game. It's different in the. I get it in the regular season, and that's why we talk about things change so much more in baseball from the regular season, to the postseason than in any other sport. Because when you do, when you decide I'm going to take you out, you, now you're up in the air. Okay, now suddenly the is like, hey, this guy that's been you know throwing goose eggs at us for the last four innings, he's out of the game now. Hey, door's open for us. You allowed them to get back in the game, and you honestly you stopped trying to win this game and figured it was over. Now it's time. You know what? Just gonna turn over the bullpen now, and CC's coming out. Seventy-seven pitches. You want to take him out at ninety? That's ninety. Get him through six. Get him through seven. Let him keep pitching because you have to win this game. This is the game. You ha- if you don't win this game and the bullpen blows it, well, what do you say? Well, you know, CC was there, and and I brought in my guys. They didn't do it. We'll get back at it tomorrow. Uh, there's no tomorrow. You're down to nothing. You have to make sure you win this game. Lou Piniella did that. In the early two thousands, in a series against the Dodgers, and I never forgot it when he took out Carlos Zambrano in a game in which Zambrano was cruising, mm-hmm. and he took him out, and they wound up losing. And he, he was throwing he was throwing zeros for six innings. And Pinella, after the game, said, "We're bringing him back on three days rest." Okay, that's why. You got to win this game. Forget about bringing him back on three days rest. You got to win this game. No, but that's the and you know what? There was no three days rest because the Cubs got swept out of the playoffs. You have to win this game. And Joe Girardi said, "Ah, we're good. We got this game. Let's start looking at something else." And now their season's over.
6: Yeah. Now I'm going to start looking on the internet to see if there's any video of Zambrano after being taken out because he was a noted. Um, he wasn't calm, collected, and, and you know a guy that just took the the hook from the manager. Very well. In this particular case, you got a lot of things out at, at work. One on, one out. You don't have the fleet of foot Carlos Santana. He's not running anywhere. And you look at the way Sabathia had run. Five strikeouts in his five and a third innings. You have your bullpen and and that's that's fine. But you've already chased Kluber. Right? You you're at a point where you, you've got to put the the dagger in. I mean, you have them exposed. You got into the bullpen. He didn't finish the third, right? Our bad starting pitching continues. So for Sabathia, at that point, 77, and you're a manager, you're a catcher, you got people charting pitches. You know damn well he's not at 90 pitches. Yeah, well, that I mean, answer. He's, he's at ninety. Is at, at eighty. At no, he's at
4: seventy-seven. That you knew that, that. was the worst. You was, knew that. You went. You are no you, you managing? Like, right. are, you, are you really not managing? Like you know, I was playing words with friends, and you know, my sister-in-law went, and I had the queue, and I was down by like thirty. I wanted to make sure I got fifty points, so I kind of let other guys handle it. Really, you didn't know. Well, I was you into it
6: in until I had to do the dugout interview in between half innings, and then after that, I lost track. I mean, I, I don't get that. That that's a huge difference to just flippantly say, ah, oh, what was he at? Ninety? No, no, Joe, you know exactly where he's at in his pitch count. That's one thing with a a starting pitcher that's pitched as many innings in his career as Sabathias, you know damn well where he's at in terms of what he what limits he's approaching. So as much as you know, we've seen the quick hook and we've seen managers be very aggressive. The last couple of years, we talked about it over the last two nights. You don't have a pitcher in trouble here, like, unless it comes out that CC Sabathia said, "I'm done." Which at I, this point, an hour later, <laughs> we would have heard this by now. I, I don't. An hour and I a half later, understand. I mean, we would have heard this, and Sabathia would have
4: said, "Oh yeah, I asked out. I don't. He's not understand. taking Skip off the hook here. I don't understand." Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca, That's Twitter at how about a fresca, the Jason Smith show. I mean, that's just all of that is inexcusable. When Joe Girardi gets fired, fans will say the Joe Girardi game because, you know, in New York we name the games. Name Games get named after <laughs> players when things happen. It's, you know, oh, that was the Curtis Martin game. Oh, that was the Rivas game. Oh, that was the Sanchez game. Oh, this is a Joe Girardi game. And if he gets fired, people are going to say ALDS game too and people are going to go, oh, yeah, you're right. Wildcat Joe. If that's not enough, the other <laughs> gaffe that Joe Girardi made we will have coming up next, and I want to say his explanation for that one's even worse. Oh, no, this is a
6: hundred times more worse. It was worse. an ugly game. hundred times
4: worse. We have that coming up next, and oh, by the way, it may be over already in Los Angeles. The Dodgers put four on the board yes, in the first do. inning two, against the Diamondbacks. Three. Justin Turner with a three-run homer, Puig with a double, knocks in Bellinger, so... Clayton Kershaw will go to the mound in the top of the second inning with a 4 nothing lead. I'm very, very excited about Tim, it. I, Tim, if you could pitch. He's a fan of the game. Uh, buddy. So, I mean, he's excited. Tim could be closing for the Mets and managing the Mets. He I'm could so also, excited. He could also manage the Yankees. I'll trade the Tebow for Aaron Judge right now. That's not, that's not bad. Don't
6: you wish you had Justin Turner back, though? <laughs> First and foremost, Stop. I just have to think. I got I three and a half weeks to, to grow that beard.
4: Uh, yeah, That's good. No, you can't grow a beard like that in three weeks. There's no way. Miracle Grow? No, no, no. You need that. Even if you put like the Chia Pet. Maybe Chibo. (laughs) If you put that Chia Pet glue on your face, you you couldn't do it. If you put that Chia Pet glue. You 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 started
6: talking like you were going into Sipowitz.
4: So, coming up next, we'll put a wire on that kid and we'll tell you why Joe Girardi should be fired as Yankee manager because of the other thing he did that was so bad that made the Yankees lose. It's the Andy Sipowitz show alongside Bobby Simone. That's next on Fox. Sports Radio.
8: Now then, Pulisic, can he get away here? It's Pulisic. He's going to score, surely is he? Yes, he has. Solo goal. USA lead. Goal!
4: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Please, Clarice Young. Catherine is waiting. Don't be creepy. United States. Christian Pulisic. We'll get back to Joe Girardi and the Yankees in a second. However, pretty much solidifying that the United States will qualify for the World Cup for nothing. United States beats Panama tonight. Pulisic within a phenomenal game. Scores the first goal for the United States. Almost scores a couple minutes later. Sets up the next goal. And then leaves the game after Panama repeatedly tries to injure him. Throughout the rest of the first half and into the second. I maintain what I've been saying all along. Everybody's sleeping on the United States. Their problems have been solved. Look at the team since Klinsman has been fired. They've been playing extremely well. And Pulisic has shown that he is the next great superstar in soccer. We're going to be a dark horse now in the World Cup. And we'll be a heavy favorite the next two to three World Cups. Keep throwing that horse meat sandwich. Although you know it is something that happens in Italy, we hear so you know there is that
6: might be fueled. You it don't could, know that it, it
4: could be. Is that outlawed though? Would horse that be meat? like a doping? No, no, no. Kind you of can, scandal you can that eat with... horse meat. I think you, yeah. I don't. Think I'm just asking.
6: We have some ar- arcane
4: and some it, crazy it, rules know, it, in terms of what's banned. No, no. Well, in every disaster and and and, and apocalyptic movie, post they, they eat horse. Like there's always a horse running around. And you go, oh look at that pretty horse, and then thunk, sunk, sunk. They all take it out with arrows, and then sure eating the horse. I'm going to eat the leg, like the whole leg, the whole leg. of well, I mean, just going
6: back to, oh, brother, where are they? Yeah, I think that horse turn last,
4: last Tuesday. We don't need to play, play the shooting of the whore. We don't need to do that. I'm sorry. It was a musket. Yeah. Oh. A <laughs> little, little too far, a little, little too on the nose. But, uh, but just really quick on Polisic, who they took him out of the game after he got uh, stepped on his calf. This is what's been well, happening. He doesn't have good calves. The le- no, well, he's got to fill out. That's the one thing. Polisic's 19. He still needs to fill some – put some weight on, get a lot and of anger get a little in, I like him. Fire yeah. in the oh, belly. He's great. He's great. He's what we're waiting for. Pretty bad effort by that goalie. He's a weapon. Yeah, well,
6: he yeah. came yeah, out. But... He didn't quite know whether he wanted to commit to it or no, not. No, no. He I was saw... afraid
4: of getting kicked in the face. I see, I see a lot of that. In you know, the the, the eight, nine-year-old girls I coach on the weekends. The goalie comes out, yeah, I don't really know. If I want to get in the way of this. Uh, all right, that's fine. But Bruce Arena's has talked about this. There needs to be a little bit more, not quote protection, but they can't just allow opposing teams to be physical with him because that's what they're going to do. They're going to go after Polisic and try to intimidate him. They're going to try to injure him because he's our best player and he's a star. And they've been doing it now the last three matches. And at some point, that's got to get called. And at least the United States has to retaliate to a point where you can't, we're not just going to let you do this to one of our guys. That's the big thing. That's the big takeaway from here. Getting ready for Tuesday. Moving on. It's Trinidad and Tobago. And is that we had to? Fi- they got to figure out a way for this not to happen to Pulisic and to get it start and called because that's what's happening. I mean, he went down and I was like, boy, this is not him faking it. He got up and he, you know, we went to the sideline sure. and they let him run around a little bit and then they put him back in. They took him out. I mean, I, I said it's three nothing. We got to get him out. Got to get him out. Can't keep him in the game because that's what's going to happen. They're just going to continue to go after him and try to injure him. And that's got a chance. Referee, they have to start calling it, and we have to start policing it.
6: Well, and that becomes the big question of how quickly do you get the reputation to where you get those calls and said protection, right? We we talk about it in every other sport that we discuss here in the Geico studios, NBA players getting phantom foul calls. NFL players getting the ring of protection, particularly quarterbacks at times. I I know you've been holding up the Tom Brady picture as I utter this statement. But you you look at Polisic and what he means to their chances of of pushing forward and becoming the global power uh, as you want. I, I love that you can actually pull up an article here, though, in 2017, that it has the United States men's national team dominating anybody. Right, this SB Nation article. If you do the Polisic search, Polisic dominates Panama in 4-0 U.S. M.N.T. win. And then you go in and let's see. There was a, there was one line in this write-up that was just fantastic. Too often in the past, the U.S. would have had an opening and failed to capitalize on it. But on Friday night, they punished Panama ruthlessly. Ruthless that's pretty strong look at the scoreboard (laughs) that's a pretty strong statement oh yeah I mean inside of eight minutes you get the the goal and now it you do have to figure out how to protect this isn't hockey Mm. where you get to have a goon where you get to go and and take a a shot at another team's top score and, and make sure that everybody knows the rules of engagement this is where it becomes interesting to watch the lobbying effort on behalf of the men's national team, which is what they're going to have to do in the press ahead of the World Cup.
4: Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter, at How about a Fresca? the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. And now to Joe Girardi, part two. The Indians beat the Yankees 9-8, 13 innings a game that had twists and turns, had everything you could possibly want, including Joe Girardi doing things that is going to eventually wind up with him getting fired as Yankee manager. He takes CC Sabathia out of a game. The Yankees are leading 8-3 in the sixth inning where Sabathia is cruising. He had retired 12 of the last 13 batters he faced. He goes to his bullpen because this is how he did it all year. The bullpen comes in, gives up a grand slam home run to Francisco Lindor. They tie it in the eighth on a Jay Bruce home run, and they go on to win it in 13 innings. Me describing it, I just have to describe it. It was... Much more thrilling than that, but, you know, I, I got to just describe how it happens. That was like get to color me, mine, paint
6: by numbers. I know, the I way got, you but we got to get to
4: this part. Buddy, we got to get to this part. So the whole Grand Slam didn't have to happen. Did not have to happen. With two outs, runners at first and second, and a full count to Lonnie Chisinau. Chizenall is, quote, hit by a pitch. Goes to first base. Lindor comes up. Hits a Grand Slam. Now it's 8-7. Replays clearly showed that the ball hit the knob of Chisenhall's bat. So it's a bad call by the home plate umpire, but you have replay. Clearly, it hits the bottom of Chisenhall's bat into Gary Sanchez's glove. That's strike three, that's inning over, and it's 8-3. We're going to the seventh inning. Joe Girardi does not challenge that, and I don't know why. Why does he not challenge it? It's strike three in the end of the inning. Do you really, you really want to sit back and say, okay, we're okay loading up the bases for Lindor, who, oh, by the way, is the best shortstop in baseball. We're okay doing that. We're okay doing that. I was waiting for Joe Girardi's explanation after the game. Why do you not challenge the Lonnie Chisinau play? And here's what he said just a few moments ago.
7: There was nothing that told us that he was not hit uh, on the pitch. By the time we got the super slow-mo, we were a minute probably beyond a minute. It was way too late. You know, they, they tell us we have 30 seconds. Um, they will take longer in, in, in replay. And, and probably being a catcher, my thought is I never want to break a pitcher's rhythm. You know, that's how I think about it. So if it's not something – there was nothing that said he was not hit. They said 30 seconds. We, we talk about that in the meeting all the time.
4: All right, so there's nothing that they saw. So, number one, you have a bad replay crew. Because the ball d- deflected off the bat. what What's what's the harm in challenging? If the wor- worst thing to worse is you lose, but you lose a challenge. Okay, it's 8-3. It's still 8-3. You're still in the sixth inning. Why not challenge? Even if you're unsure, that's a pretty big bleep in play. That's a pretty big play to say the result is bases loaded and Lindor is coming up. Let's challenge it. You don't always have to have – the irrefutable evidence. Sometimes in a situation, you have to challenge something because the result is way worse than if we challenge if you challenge and lose, well then Chisanal's at first base anyway, and you have to deal with it, but you're still up eight three and, and you you're continuing to go on. But challenge it because Possibly, it looked like it. Certainly looked like it. You had nothing to lose at that point. Well, Gary That's Sanchez was motioning to the bench I, I, to challenge him. I, 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 I Throw don't the towel. It. What's the downside? I do you not trust Gary? I know he's a bad but, defensive catcher, but here's but the do you here's not the thing: even,
6: even even if you're wrong, what's the
4: downside?
6: You know, they don't make you go sell hot dogs in the third deck. They don't eject you from the game. You don't have to play shorthanded or pitch underhanded going forward. I don't understand. I just don't get why you're not immediately calling for it. That's the end of the inning. That's it. That, there's no answer he could have possibly given there was, that made there any nothing. sense. And now you have to also answer the question, you didn't trust your catcher who's telling you yeah. point blank that this is how
4: things transpired. And then to say, as a catcher, I as a former catcher, because he played that card a lot during the press conference, he played it a lot. As a former catcher, I don't want to disrupt a pitcher's rhythm when he's out there. That was his other thing. I didn't want to go out there and disrupt a pitcher's rhythm when he's out there when he's got a pitch. Whoa, you know what? These are big boys now. They This this is the ALDS. This is not August 12th. This is not July 17th. This is not May 14th. This is the ALDS, and I'm sorry, but your pitcher, really? You're coddling him that much? I don't want to take him out of a rhythm you're out of the inning you're out of the inning if you challenge and win if you challenge and lose he's got to go make pitches okay i mean you i don't understand why this is supposed to help you you this don't have to give tool. up a game check I, I, I i'm reading all the rules going I don't, I don't where's, wanna, where's the I downside don't a pitcher's he falls into a pit of destruction i, I mean <laughs> when, when there is not I don't get it. there is not one time there's not one time i have seen someone say or it being offered after a bad replay challenge goes, oh, we tried, we challenged on replay, we didn't get it. Where a pitcher or a manager has said, oh, you know, sitting around for that three minutes, that really, that really hurt it. That really hurt us. Well, you know, our guy would have struck the other guy out at that. That's not the case. I mean, Joe Girardi has decided, you know what? now things are bad enough for me. I'm going to give you the worst answers possible when it comes to why I did what I did. It's like, it's like managing 101. I, I, I don't understand.
6: When it, When is there going to be a bigger moment in that game? Uh, none. When that is there going to the be moment. a bigger moment in that, that game where moment. you have to save the challenge for good?
4: Twitter at How About a Fresca. That's Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up in one minute, we'll get to the big slate of games tomorrow in college football and then more baseball after that. But first, let's talk to Tom Looney. Find out what's trending. Well, big baseball day and night in
9: America just underway at this late hour. Dodgers and Diamondbacks in Los Angeles. Justin Turner, overdrive, taking care of business for the Dodgers. A three-run shot in the bottom of the first inning. Yassiel Puig added an RBI double. We're now in the bottom of the second La La Land. Dodgers, four. D-backs, absolutely nothing. Cubs Nationals game one went to Chicago. Kyle Hendricks outpitched Steven Strasburg. Cubs swatted the Nats 3-0 to take a 1-0 series advantage, N-O-T-H-I-N apostrophe. Yankees-Indians game 12 went 13 innings and ended dramatically on WMMS Cleveland. Into the corner. Here comes Jackson, the Indians
8: winning. line into the left field corner, scoring Jackson from second. The
9: human drama. Indians win 9-8 to go up two games to none. Astros, Red Sox played game two early in the day. Houston won at 8-2. Astros now take a 2-0 series lead, and that best of far. And in a game with World Cup implications, United States soccer team needed to win today, and they did. USA 4 Panama 0 now more sports talk. Great sports talk with Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. I'm just going to wait till the goal finishes.
4: Sure. There we Chichi- go. All right. Chichi- there you go. Thank you, Mr. Looney. Sure. It is the Jason Smith Show live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Back to the night in baseball momentarily, but... Joining us now to take a sneak pick at all the top games tomorrow, collegefootballnews.com publisher. Check them out. Friend of the show. Our number one college football insider, Pete Futak. Pete, what's happening? I had a hard time
1: tonight with I, I tried try to keep timing it to get when the Indians were up with the Cubs game, so I would try to see when the final <laughs> at bat would come, and I missed everything. I, I managed to whiff on. I went and talked to the, the daughter for five minutes, came back, and all of a sudden, oh, now I got to find this on the internet somewhere.
4: Well, that's okay. You so know it was what?
1: A tough viewing night. I'm a professional. I should be better than that.
4: It's okay. You still had a better night than Joe Girardi did. So you're 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 absolutely okay.
6: Oh, he didn't throw
1: the pitches. I mean, that's his fault.
4: He's got to throw the flag. He's got to know when to throw a challenge flag.
6: Exactly. Get
1: out there. Exactly. I agree.
4: All right, Pete. Taking a look at these games tomorrow. Now, there's a, the, all the big teams are in action, and there's a lot of big point spreads. What games make you nervous a little bit? I
1: I, I don't know about nervous. I, I kind of we're starting to kind of you know the, the problem with right now at this point of the season. We're almost at the midway point. So, you kind of are what you are. So, now you have to figure out okay, which team is not going to play up to its talent level? Which team is not going to be, you know, right there and be that, you know, that, that team that we've been waiting for? Miami's kind of one of them because. They should destroy Florida State. I mean, uh, it's, this this Miami team has does nothing but get into the backfield, does nothing but uh, set its hair on fire and rush the passer. And Florida State's offensive line is just a disaster. I mean, get, giving you know, letting you know, Wake Forest come up with the most tackles for loss in its school history. I mean, that's one of those games, That's what you, that's what Savannah State is for you know that's not, you don't get your your record setting you know night defensively against florida state who's got the talent to be among the top teams in the country but that's just a dangerous rivalry game i think if you know if florida state pulls this off then all of a sudden it's mass chaos in the acc between you know nc state and clemson from then on cuz all of a sudden miami has to take a step back
6: i'm all about chaos how quickly does ed orgeron get fired <laughs> Oh, come
1: on. Well, the problem <laughs> with all this, I mean, it's it, 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 a constant problem, whether it's Butch Jones or Mike Riley or Jamora Jr., Everyone's like, oh, yeah, well, he's fired now. Well, yeah, who's writing that $12 million check? True. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a new, like, everyone kind of thinks, okay, well, these programs are just printing money. It's no big deal. It's kind of not because, well, yes, you know, there's a lot of money floating around here. Everyone kind of forgets that the football program also has to pay for, you know, all those sports that nobody cares about or watches. And $12 million hurts no matter how you, how you, you know, push it. And then on top of that, if you're going to get a new head coach with a brand name who's going to come in and take over this gig, that you're starting to talk about, what, you know five years, $30 million maybe, to get a superstar head coach to come to, to look at you if you're in LSU or you know, Nebraska or one of these places. So uh, it's not just as easy as, far as firing a guy because he's having a rough stretch. The other problem with all this is that what we see is, you know, remember, Kevin Sumlin was fired. And all of a sudden, he went on a hot streak and hasn't lost since that UCLA game. You know, it's, you know Mike Riley was fired, and they beat Rutgers and everything sort of calmed down. This is such a, uh, you know, windsock of a windsock of a thing where as soon as you lose, you can't lose. As soon as you lose one big game, you're fired. And then you get a couple more wins because your team's actually kind of good. Nah, everything's all right for now.
6: Well, yeah, especially see, I, now that the money from all the apparel companies, everybody's I, accounting for every dollar of that, No, too. no,
4: because Rick Pitino's got it all. What do you
6: mean? No one else is getting <laughs> 98%,
4: it. 98%. That's right. <laughs> I just get upset, Pete, because I don't like Ed Orgerin as a, as a full-time head coach. He's America's interim head coach. I feel like he should just go Oh, yeah, go he's from, America's s- favorite yeah.
1: uh, assistant. He Absolutely. should just go
4: from school. When, when coaches get fired, he just bounces from school to school and takes over that program for the rest of the season, and that's what Ed Orgerin does.
1: He is a next-level, all-time great recruiter, he is a master motivator, and he's a phenomenal line coach. Uh, but he has not, I mean, the Ole Miss, you know, job he took over was kind of a rough one to start. Uh, it wasn't like it kind of was. Ole Miss has always been sort of a tough uh, a tough play. And, you know, as we figured out, you know, why did it turn good? Well, there was a few other issues there under Hugh Freeze. Uh, so it's not the easiest of jobs to, to take. Uh, but uh, let's give this a little bit of time. The problem that LSU has, though, is it's got all the talent in the world, and a lot of their talented guys aren't really playing. You know, so when you've got injuries to Darius Geis, and Arden Key's is not exactly 100%, and now you've got sort of the, the thought process out there that, all right, wait a minute, this is the program that was cool with Leonard Fournette skipping a bowl game. Like, is, is that sort of the culture that's going to kind of kick in that, you know, if I'm a top-ten pick, why am I playing college football anymore? And which is the correct, you know, thought to have, uh, but, you know, that's not what you want to have when you got all these stars around.
4: You follow him on Twitter, at Pete Futek. That is at Pete Futek, the publisher of collegefootballnews.com. Check it out, a preview of all the big games coming up tomorrow. No one better, Pete, as always, but appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. See you
6: guys. See you buddy. Get, find me that Wildcat victory tomorrow will ya? Yeah, where did you come from? Where did you go? Gotta get a victory for Wildcat Joe. Where did you come he needs from? It. Where did you go? He needs a victory in the worst way. Homecoming weekend. Penn State. That's how you pick homecoming opponents if
4: you're at Northwest You say bring on your best! Saquon Barkley take that! I didn't challenge the HPP. Wildcat Joe. Where did you come from? Where did you go? I took Cece out. Wildcat Joe. You just seven, like saying wild Joe." I love wild catch. It makes Joe. no sense. Just no. throw it in the middle of it the does, line.
6: Wild Joe. <laughs> it makes no difference. You're just the guy in the corner. No matter uh. just someone else is doing the singing, rapping, whatever. You just keep going, Wild Ketcho. okay Get in rhythm. Did I did just saying Wild Joe.
4: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harbin live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, more from the night in Major League Baseball. Clayton Kershaw cruising. Two outs in the top of the third inning. The Dodgers with four in the first have a four-nothing lead over Arizona. And straight ahead, we will double down and tell you something that is even more true about the big action today than it was when he told you about it yesterday. Challenge that hit by pitch, Wildcat Joe. Just a whole bunch of Joe Girardi sound bites playing over this. I didn't want to challenge a hit by pitch. I I about that. What was C.C. Sabathia's pitch count? 80, 90? Joe,
0: you know what? it seemed, though, that Sanchez was trying to it? say that yeah, he was hit. Right.
4: Being it's already the sixth inning,
7: yeah, why I'm, not
4: just go ahead and
0: do I, it? I, I guess I could have,
7: Joel, again, being the catcher that I that I am, I think about rhythm, you know, for the pitcher and not taking him out of, out of his rhythm.
4: Being the catcher that I am, your catcher is the one saying, challenge this play!
6: Now, as... The Miami sound machine, if they taught us anything, they taught you that the rhythm is going to get you. No, it's
4: Think always going to get you. You yeah. know, for
7: the pitcher and not taking him out of, his, out of his rhythm.
4: Joe Girardi, I mean, really, I could I could do a marathon broadcast from our show, which began 49 minutes ago, and I could go until Monday night. We go back on the air and only talk about Joe Girardi, and, and, and you would say, yes, this is the greatest show ever. Because of what he did to his his managing, and then the explanation for the horrendous things that he did, I there's nothing else we need. I just like this. cancel. Yeah, I guess I could have done that. Yeah, I but guess. being
6: the catcher that I am, yes,
4: I, I you know, as my
6: know. guy wearing the tools of ignorance is saying, it was a
4: foul yeah, tip, you know, and I, I got it. Listen, Sanchez stinks. I mean, I don't even like him catching. So why am I going to trust him that he knows when the ball hits the bat? Hey, I gotta. We'll have more on Joe Girardi coming up in 10 minutes because the best thing happened tonight. It was a phenomenal game in Major League Baseball that reminds us all why the game is played the way it is. And the Yankees lost. And there were reasons why they blew it, not just you got outperformed on the field. It's a gift. Happy Friday from us to you. Meanwhile, What's going on outside of the Yankees? That thriller they had, 13 innings. They win 9-8 earlier today. The Astros thumped the Red Sox again. The Cubs beat the Nationals 3-0. And the Dodgers right now, as soon as I said that Clayton Kershaw is cruising, gave a home run to A.J. Pollock. Oh, that um, was a
6: blast, too. Yeah. yeah. That was the screamer. That was in the seats. So,
4: so sorry about that, Dodger fans. Everybody hates me here right now. As soon as I said he is cruising, oh, there's you a home run. Uh, but 4-1 Dodgers as they bat in the bottom of the third inning. And look at Curtis Granderson. It's the Grandy, the man. But last night we told you, and you know, it was up all day today on FoxSportsRadio.com. It was on the t- our Twitter feed. I kept retweeting it. We talked about this a lot. Starting pitching in the playoffs is a crapshoot. You can't build on starting pitching and expect your starting pitching to save you because it just doesn't happen. Pitchers don't carry over their regular season success into the playoffs like most other great players do in other sports. If Sidney Crosby is great during the regular season, he's going to be great in the playoffs. If Aaron Rodgers is great during the regular season, he's going to be great in the playoffs. That's how it goes. But how many starting pitchers that are great get pounded in the playoffs? They could pitch great, but many times you see them pitch terribly. It's over rated. Look at just today. Forget about the first few days. We talked about them. I'll just give you today. You thought Corey Kluber would be phenomenal today. Thought he would just become. out. I mean, look, the Yankees, they're down. They just had their bats quiet, and now you got Klubot on the mound. And what happened? The Yankees knocked the crap out of him. You thought, alright, Pomerantz is going to come back. He's had a big season for us. He's exactly what we need. No, and he got killed. Keichel pitched well. Okay. Strasburg pitched well till he got into trouble and and uh, and gave up a couple of runs, but there was an error that really deterred that inning where the Nationals gave up two to the Cubs. Kyle Hendricks pitched well. Did they expect him to pitch really well? It was kind of a crapshoot. He happened to pitch well. That's the thing about starting pitching in the playoffs. You can get a great game from your ace. You can also get a great game from a guy who's not an ace. You can get a great game from a guy who is an unheralded pitcher. You can have an unheralded pitcher in there, and he's out of there after three innings. This is why the whole reliance on starting pitching and when you're starting pitcher when you're ace when a guy like Chris Sale gets hit mentally that destroys you. The Red Sox were destroyed coming in today after that. They thought we're going in here, we're going to win. we got Chris Sale going. We got no problems. Sale gets beat and what happens? If Kershaw gets beat, what's going to happen to the Dodgers? They will fold. They will absolutely fold. The mental momentum that goes from one team to the other when your best pitcher gets beat is immense. I'm not saying don't have good pitchers on the team. I'm saying don't worry and go crazy about throwing guys out there who, all right, here, we'll load it with all these great pitchers because they might not pitch well in the postseason. It's just the way it is.
6: Well, you still want to be set up. You, you want to have your two to three that you trust beyond a shadow of doubt. I mean, we look at this Dodgers squad, and, and just because as we're sitting in the Geico studios here in Los Angeles, and we've got Dodger jerseys and shirts and hats and probably unmentionables along the way. You think people have Dodgers underwear?
4: Why not? Really? I don't think so. These are guys. No, these are guys. They're not wearing Dodgers underwear. Maybe they're not
6: being dressed by themselves. Maybe someone's saying, hey, you should wear these. These will be cute. No
4: girlfriend, significant other. I got Dodger socks. Socks are okay. No, socks are a fashionable thing no underwear, though. But if you go Red
6: Hot Chili Peppers, the sock becomes something else. But the idea being that... You've got people that are looking at this squad. You've got Kershaw and question mark, right? Rich Hill sitting in the two hole. Do you feel rock steady that Rich Hill's your guy? No, you brought in you Darvish. You feel you Darvish is the rock solid guy? No, big big contracts because any starting pitcher that that goes thirty starts anymore is getting a, a monster deal, at least uh, in the relative format. So uh, you know some of it is. Based on what a guy's being paid, it's going to be overblown. But that's the position where money gravitates, just like the quarterbacks in the National Football League. This guy's getting paid what? Mike Glennon's going to get paid a lot of money this weekend to hold a clipboard. So same thing works in the pitching world. Maybe a little bit too much of the blame.
4: Twitter at how about a fresca? that voice you heard, the voice of our fill-in producer, TJ Eric Roberts, who is the best of the best producers, TJ. Fox Sports Radio, happy Friday. Volume up, y'all. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit geico.com. Welcome in tonight. Altitude 950 in Denver. Our show officially debuting tonight on there on a couple of nights during this week. And now we're going to be on every night. Altitude 950 in Denver. Thanks to everybody for making this happen as the show continues to grow And I I couldn't be prouder of everything all you guys accomplished in this room, outside of this room. We've gone from, I believe, 260 affiliates when we started. I remember when we started, um, our program director, our boss, Scott Piero said, oh, you know, your affiliates probably aren't going to change that much. You know, you'll be around 260. It's where we're at. I said, okay, that's fine. And now we're at 340. So that's pretty damn good. It means I should have a... You know, we should each have a affiliates clause in our contracts. So, I'm pretty happy. Seems with like that. there
6: should be some extra language put there in. Maybe a, a field trip or two to Denver. I got uh, a lot of friends in Denver. We can go have a good time there. And I've been drinking Coors Light since I was Since I was twenty-one. So done. I have that. Look, I, I loaded up the coffee pot. We can put that in the thermos. We could be there in, in no time flat.
4: All right, I like that road I trip. Like road trip, road trip. Go to Vegas now. We're going to Denver.
6: Oh well, what's wrong with we're that? Gots. No, I, it's there's a, lots it's a, of things you can do. It's a longer
4: drive That's though, to okay. Denver. I mean, it's a long drive. You're my best Denver. friend. Yeah. That's what you tell me oh, every no, night. Oh, no, first time you told me. I've been saying it for three years. First time you <laughs> ever said, "Ah, oh, you're my best friend. I say, oh, it's my best but you friend. You notice how heart. I said it.
6: You're my best friend. That's yeah. what you tell me every night. You
4: said it very sarcastically, like, "Ah, uh, you know, he says he's my no, best friend. No,
6: there was a lot of positivity. Teicher, did you not feel the love tonight?
5: It was like a subtle backhanded compliment
7: right there, Harmon. Wow. Yeah.
4: yeah, there you go. See? Yeah, see what happens when, when everybody on the show decides I want to troll you? Uh, see how that feels now. Yeah. Huh? 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 See how that? Yeah? Huh? Yeah. You're usually in on it. Now they turned on you.
8: <laughs> it's the Mike Harmon
6: show. I, exactly. That means I'm now getting big time, so we're gonna have to get that open finish that much faster, Tyshur.
4: I know I need to. As
6: soon as everybody in the room turns on you,
4: means you're you're the guy whose uh name is in the bright lines. <laughs> Uh, but again, thanks to everybody making this happen. Happy on Altitude Sports 950 in Denver, home of the Nuggets and the Avalanche. So there you go. We're on, we're rolling, we're ready. Joe Girardi was not ready. No. Joe Girardi was not, not ready, 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 ready for prime time oh, night. night. <laughs> Uh, right now, middle of the fourth inning, Dodgers lead Arizona 4-1, to one, a three-run homer by Justin Turner in the bottom of the first inning. Puig, your friend, hits a double, knocks in Cody Bellinger. Yeah, but did you see the degeneration
6: X chop he did to his crotch after he got to second base? Yeah, well.
4: Will- it's one of the great gifts going yeah. around the world. Crotch chops are very difficult to pull off and not look like you're 11. So the fact that he was able to pull it off, I he think He was is jubilant. Okay. Uh, okay. He was getting the crowd fired up. <laughs> he was like Serrano. Because we were already at you pitch. Have no mobbers. Mobbers. <laughs> you have no
6: mabbers, mabbers. You have no mabbers. I mean, we were at pitch 39 before there was an out recorded in the bottom of the first. Yeah, not uh, not to on Walker's night. So, so the question, though, is the as we get to Joe Girardi momentarily, yeah. is after the game the, the first thing I'd want to ask Dave Roberts is whether they'd set the clocks back in the clubhouse to fool Clayton Kershaw mm. about the start time. We know how superstitious know. he is and regimented. And anytime you take a minute away, he gets salty. I think
4: you'd have to. You, I mean, Clay, although at, at this point they probably have done that so many times. Clayton Kersher probably thinks it's Wednesday and it's noon. Ooh, that's deep. Changes so many times. Just think about that for a second. And
6: now he's waiting to see what's on Wednesday night
4: primetime television. He'll throw his
6: remote control at the TV.
4: Twitter at how about a fresca? Twitter at how about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike And If you miss any of the show, you can download it right after the show is over. It goes up on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, iHeartRadio app, many places to get it, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, iHeartRadio app. Download, listen to the whole show, whatever you want to listen to, just parts of it, the best parts, the parts where I do impressions, the parts where I tell Mike (laughs) Harmony is my best friend. Whatever you want, it's there for you. Rate us, give us five stars, and we'll love you forever and ever and ever. Take off your uniform. One guy who I'm telling not to listen to the show tonight and the podcast is Joe Girardi. No, no, no. He should this hear this. No. He should oh, hear every know. word of I it. I don't know. Joe Girardi. When Joe Girardi gets fired, Yankee fans are going to go, yeah, game two ALDS, enough said. Is there a mic I could drop? Because I'm just going to drop this mic, like right here. Like my dad came on the show last night and said his favorite ball brother was the fourth ball brother, LaMouth. That was that was a big drop. To pretty my good. You guys, last night.
6: you sure you hadn't already worked that bit? No,
4: that my dad. My dad came up with that. that. He seemed like it seemed like you were working like a ventriloquist on that. No, thing. that was my dad. I told him today when when he came over to the house, came over to the house bright and early today. Hey, what's going on? I said, Dad, you killed it last night. Everybody loved it. We're going to do Ask Walt again next week on the show. He goes, Oh, oh you know, maybe I'll be around uh, next Thursday. I have a thing. I'm like, Yeah, okay. Like I won't. If say- this in any
6: way <laughs> impedes my future discussions <laughs> about my employment status here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios because. Part of mine is getting cut out to Walt. <laughs> We're gonna have problems.
4: Uh, you know, I, I got a radio show that I'm kind of on. I, you know, <laughs> just kind of you know, is that, is that going to be the pickup line that's, for Walt? You know, awesome. I counted of do a thing. Yeah, I'm on the radio. My son's on the radio. He's on uh, uh, Fox Sports Radio, and uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, you want to leave? <laughs> Oh, go back to your place. That's yeah, a closer a, line right I there. I got, I got like, we got like four episodes of NCIS on the DVR, so I'm gonna watch that if you just want to kind of hang out. So what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> but, but Joe Girardi on the hook for two of the most egregious managerial errors you could possibly ask for in a game. Yankees Indians. To be fair, this was a game that had everything. It had everything you would want in a baseball game. You had questionable umpiring because I mean it. I, I didn't know what a strike was. Dan Iasonia was all over the place tonight. I mean, he's all over the place for both teams. So it's not like, oh, the Yankees had an advantage. I don't think anybody knew what a strike was. Strikes that were strikes to to Greg Bird were not a strike to Aaron Judge, which were not a strike to Ramirez, which were a strike to God. It was crazy. You had great plays. You had big plays. You had Lindor's grand slam. You had Jay Bruce's home run. You had Jan Gomes throwing out Ronald Torres, who came in the game to pinch run in a game that, in, in a situation that the Yankees could have wound up winning this game in nine innings instead of the Indians taking it in extra innings 9-8. They were great plays. They were horrible plays. As we mentioned, Torres getting picked off second base, Gonzalez airmailing a throw to first base that put the potential game-winning run on second. But it will be known as the Joe Girardi game. It's it's That's how it goes in New York. And people are already talking about it. I'm not saying I, I came up with this. Other People have been talking about it on social media because we name games. As New Yorkers, we name games. We name, games are named after people, famous games, because of what they did or didn't do in that game. And this is the Joe Girardi game. Game two, ALDS in Cleveland. And when he gets fired, everybody's going to say this game is why. The first thing for Joe Girardi, he takes out CC Sabathia in the sixth inning, one out, with the Yankees up 8-3. Sabathia has thrown 77 pitches at this point. And he comes out of the game. Yankee relievers come in to proceed to load the bases. Lindor hits a grand slam, and instead of 8-3, it's now 8-7 in a game the Yankees would go on to lose. Sabathia had been cruising 12 out of last 13. He was It was a machine. It was boring. You know, watching the game, I'm going, this is boy. Sabathia's got it moving. He really is. You know, all the. But doesn't it
6: get you excited though? When you get the older, the older pitchers, the elder statesmen. I mean, because we celebrate Bartolo Colon. Oh, and I, CC Sabathia that... Is, isn't
4: that far off at this point in his career. <laughs> but look, Sabathia has had a decent year. You know me. I'm still, I'm still bearish on Sabathia. Fourteen and five, three six. Yeah, though, uh, you know. But I'm, I'm still. Uh, Look, this is a team that hit the ball a lot. I'm still, I wasn't sold on it, but I'm saying, wow, I got to say great things about Sabathia tonight because he pitched that well. You know, a little rocky early, but it doesn't matter because he was in a groove. Yep. And Girardi comes and takes him out of the game, and you know, one on, one out. The Indians are going, whoa, really? I mean, he, he he walked a guy and then Bruce lined out to short. He was cruising, 77 pitches, and he takes Sabathia out. And I couldn't wait to hear why you would do that when you have a pitcher that is pitching that well. When you have a guy pitching that well in, you leave him in because you're trying to win the game. And then Joe Girardi afterwards, in a game that, like I said, when he gets fired, they'll look back to this game. And it may not be too long from now. When Terry Collins is managing next year, forget it. Then everybody in the bullpen is pitching every single day, whether they want to or not. Here is Joe Girardi's answer as to why he took Sabathia out after six and a
7: third. Kind of what we've done all year with Greeny. You know, it was it was set up for Greeny to come in. And, you know, I decided to go. You know, usually we give CC you know, somewhere around 90 pitches. I think he was at 80. And it was set up for our bullpen. And I went there and it didn't work. That's
4: true. It didn't work. Whenever I hear a manager say, that's how we've always done it, I know that's a strategy that's doomed to fail. In the postseason, it's different. It's everything is different because it's not about winning tonight and then we have a game tomorrow and then we have another game, then we're off and then we're this. Baseball predicated on the every day during the regular season, I get it. Hey, we're pitching well, we're up 8-3, I can save CC a little bit. You know, he's an older pitcher. If I save him at 77 pitches here and don't stretch him out to 90 or 92, whatever it was, I, then I, I understand. And I'm expecting my bullpen to come in and pitch well. But this is the playoffs. You absolutely have to have this game. This is a basically a win-or-go-home game. You're down 2 nothing. if you don't win this game, and the series is basically over. And he decided, just like we did during the regular season, can't manage that way in the postseason. So many things are different in the postseason. Baseball changes the most of any of the major sports from the regular season to the postseason. And Joe Girardi, and it shocks me because he's a guy that's won a World Series, has decided to say, yep, I'm doing it just like because this is how we did it. I went to green and then he has his relievers all set up to go. I get it, but this is about today. And CC Sabathia had put the Indians to sleep and everything was fine. And you decided, I'm going to mess with that and take him out just because that's how we did it all year long. It's many times, many coaches, they're littered with the graveyard of that's how we did it all year long. Pete Carroll, after that famous fourth and two play with Lindale White in the Rose Bowl against Texas. We talked about that a couple weeks ago because USC and Texas were playing for the first time since that famous game. When Pete Carroll was asked after the game, hey, why didn't you have Reggie Bush on the field? Why did you run Lendale White on fourth and two? Texas stops and they go down and get the touchdown to win the national title. Pete Carroll said, nope, that's how he did it all year. Uh, okay, this is one play to win a national championship. You got to do things a little bit differently. In the playoffs, it's different. And the best coaches get that. The best managers get that. Joe Girardi didn't get that. It's almost like he felt, we're, we're okay. I can save Sabathia because we have this game. It's 8-3 and everything is all right. I can say, then when I bring him back later in the series, hey, he's a little bit fresher. There may not be a later in the series now. So now he's outsmarted himself because, ah, oh, we'll take CC. He's getting to these pitches. This is when your guys are in. CC Sabathia is getting paid a buttload of money that he does not deserve. This is when you leave the guy in when he's pitching this well. I don't understand Joe Girardi. He
6: negotiated
4: it. He deserves every dime of it. Stop
6: don't going into your communist ways. Stop that.
4: Wow. <laughs> I'm that. just
6: saying over this over the course of this contract, he's not lived up to it. But okay, okay. well that's fine. But you know, in the end, he, when he was up for his contract, he didn't do anything but say, "Here's what I want." Someone was dumb enough to okay. say, okay, and that's all it is. Well, that's well, the well, way the marketplace works. But
4: my point was that the Yankees said, okay, this is what we're paying well, you but to you, and do. Right,
6: but you gave him, you got to give him the opportunity to finish that so, inning. So
4: you're going to stay in this game for a little bit
6: longer because you're pitching great. But, but that's just it. Five strikeouts and five and a third innings. You're talking about 12 of 13 batters, one on, one out. Why don't, what are you waiting for? He's not why, in trouble. Why, there's, there's no reason I, to. There's no push none. to get into your bullpen. It's not that he's taxed. He's at 77 pitches. So unless there were was some definitive word that upon heading to the mound, Sabathia had given a sign saying, I'm done, which to this point there's been none of that, how do you take him out and, and try to excuse it as, well, here's our our blackjack card that you get in Vegas for 99 cents that you can take to the table with you. Okay, here's where I stay, here's where I hit, here's where I go to the bullpen, and I bring in Greeny. No. <laughs> no, it's the it's playoff baseball. You're already ahead in this game. Not only are you up 8-3, you chase Kluber. You chase Kluber quickly and got into their pen. And you're, you're playing with house money. And this is one where you have to give him the opportunity. He's earned that opportunity to finish that inning. You don't want to bring him back out for the next inning, that's fine. But there's no reason to yank him at, at that point. You you hadn't seen things destruct. There's been nothing in the pitch counts, and nothing in those at bats and sequences to say, you know what, they're on him. He's lost his stuff.
4: Yeah, I I if there was one thing, the what I was waiting for, honestly, was hearing Girardi say, Hey, CC told me he was tired or had to come out. CC said, you know what, I'm done. I'm just, I'm out of gas for whatever reason. And okay, because then you got to take the guy out. But there was none of that. It was Joe Girardi completely outsmarting himself, forgetting this is the most important thing is winning this game. And I get you think you have it. And you think that, but there's no, but why would you do that? Why would you do that? I, 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 that, that fails to pass muster with me.
6: Well, we always go to the whole second season. We talk about it all the time. It it plays differently. Mm. New heroes and new ways to do it. And and yes, you get caught up into some of the new thinking of if my starter's in trouble, I'll make the quick hook. He's not in trouble. So it's the exact opposite of everything that we've seen.
4: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith show, Twitter at How About A Fresca, Twitter. At How about a Fresca, phone number eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. If you think that was bad, well, what do you want to tell you the other big decision that Joe Girardi completely blew coming up next? And I got to be honest, it was worse than this one. Fox, not too loud for daddy today. Okay, 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 okay. Every Friday, we're not going to play the Silence of the Lamb" song. All right? We're not going to do it every Friday.
5: Do you like this song? I, <laughs> do you like the song good?
4: I'd challenge a hit by pitch. <laughs> I Challenge
6: a hit by pitch good. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Taking a left turn here inside the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. The Jason Smith Show, Jason,
4: Mike Harmon. Uh, we'll get all the latest preview of National Football League news with Alex Marvez coming up in a few minutes from now, but Joe Girardi certainly is on the hook for two incredibly bad managerial mistakes he made tonight in the Yankees' 13-inning 9-8 loss to the Indians, a game that was had everything. And the most prominent and five of hours of eight and eight minutes of action. See and not I don't care when thirteen innings. That I don't I don't care when it goes long like that. Extra innings. What can you do? But two big mistakes he made. Number one, lifting CC Sabathia in the sixth inning when he was cruising for no reason other than the fact this is what we've done all year. Well, guess what? His relievers came in, gave up a grand slam to make an eight-three game and eight-seven game. The other mistake he made was in leading up to. The grand slam that was hit by Lindor in the sixth inning. It's eight to three, runners at first and second, two outs, and Lonnie Chisenhall gets hit by a pitch. Pinch hitter, Lonnie Chisenhall. And he goes to first base. Lindor comes up, hits a grand slam. The rest is history. Except replays showed the ball hit the knob of Chisenhall's bat and deflected into Gary Sanchez's glove. It was not challenged by the Yankees. It was a bad call by the home plate umpire, but that's something that you need to go back and look at at replay. The Yankees did not challenge it. all goes to first base. Lindor, it's a grand slam. I don't know why Joe Girardi didn't challenge it. When I heard his explanation after the game, it was even worse. So let's go and let's listen to Joe Girardi, who remembered if he challenges this play, it's a strikeout, and the inning is over, and it's 8-3, and the Yankees go on to win this game. But he doesn't challenge, and they lose. Here's his explanation.
7: There was nothing that told us that he was not hit uh, on the pitch. By the time we got the super slow-mo, we were a minute, probably beyond a minute. It was way too late. You know, They, they tell us we have 30 seconds. Um, they will take longer in, in, in replay. And, and probably being a catcher, my thought is I never want to break a pitcher's rhythm You know, that's how I think about it. So if it's not something – there was nothing that said he was not hit. They said 30 seconds. We, We talk about that in the meeting all the time.
4: Wow. Okay. Two things that he said that if I'm a Yankee fan, I want to burn my eyeballs out. Number one, 30 seconds go by we couldn't tell that there was no definitive evidence that he was hit. Why don't you challenge it anyway? You have Gary Sanchez yelling, hey, it hit his bat, it hit his bat. Your catcher is telling you it hit his bat. I don't care if you don't have definitive proof. You have to challenge that because it's 8-3 in the sixth inning. What are you waiting for with your challenge? What are you waiting for? You're, you're okay then saying, hey, we didn't know, so it's okay making the bases loaded with two outs. Why? How is that an okay thing? This is when you challenge. The Indians are threatening This is when maybe they're trying to get back in the game. You want them to stop from getting back in this game. The best coaches, and I mean NFL, you see it all the time, they challenge plays when they think this might go in our favor because the result was so bad against us that we need to try to stop this. And it may go in our favor, so I throw the challenge flag, and hey, you know what? We win the challenge. Nobody thought Des Bryant's catch would be overturned against the Packers in the playoffs, but Mike McCarthy said, you know what, it's such a bad result for us because it's a first down at the one-yard line, let's throw the challenge for you. You know what happened? He wins the challenge, they win the game, and the Dez catch we still talk about four years later. Why do you not challenge that? Why do you not say, okay, the end result is base is loaded and two outs and NA, now the game's a little weird because they can get right back in it. But even if it goes wrong and he trots down to first base, that's several minutes now
6: you're strategizing during that time of what you're doing with Lindor and how you're going to pitch him. So, if nothing else, you also can get a timeout in a strategy session. Forget <laughs> about rhythm. Rith- rhythm got him. Rhythm got him. The, the Miami r- Sound Machine uh, took DJ, him down. The
4: rhythm is going to get you tonight. Bump, bump. Bump, ba-dump, bump. oa, oa, O-A-O-Wah. oa. DJ. Back, 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 now, the only way that would have been better God. is if, when you did
6: the dramatic pause, instead of mouthing the horn section, <laughs> you actually had a horn section. Because I'm always a big fan. When I go to a concert and I see a guy come out with a trumpet and there's a horn section, mm. I get pretty fired up. Oh yeah, it's, there's no question time about to get it. Fired up, but here, there's there's no downside. No. You, you don't get fined so you a blow game check. So, so you blow a you don't get ejected. There's, I mean, there's nothing. Don't that, get ejected. Exactly. There's nothing. You know, your pitcher doesn't have to start running and, laps and then immediately quick pitch. I mean, there's nothing. There's no downside to this whatsoever. You're positive.
4: And he's a smart guy. Wildcat Joe. And he's a smart guy. <laughs> if you get the call, you're out of the inning. Period. And I don't even know what to say when he says, as a catcher, I don't want to disrupt the guy's rhythm. Number one, your catcher who was actually catching in the game. I know you were a former catcher, but your catcher who was in the game, Gary Sanchez is saying, challenge it. It hit his bat. Nope, I'm not going to do it. I didn't want to disrupt his rhythm. I mean, what, what, what kind of answer is that? I mean, that's an answer you get from a kid where you go, I don't even know what to say to it. You're talking to a major league pitcher, can't wait two minutes. Stuff gets challenged all the time. You're really thinking that, boy, if I disrupt his rhythm here, he's going to give up a grand slam in the next pitch. No one has ever said – we lost this game because our pitcher stood around for two minutes, and after the replay review went against us, he gave up the game-winning hit. Nobody has ever said that. That is the weakest excuse I could possibly think of. It's like Girardi was grasping for straws because he knows he should have challenged well, it, that's and he the, biffed it. I'm the smartest no, guy yeah, in the room. I, I, like, I don't know. I was a catcher, so I'm thinking about, really? You're thinking about, no, I don't want to challenge it because that could disrupt his rhythm. The bases are bleep and loaded, and you could be out of the inning. That's not enough? And your catcher is motioning immediately. The but catcher, Girardi, as a former catcher, knew more than Sanchez, his actual catcher, who actually caught the ball and was right there and knew it hit off, his, off the bat. Seems like this is Ooh. where you trust your player. So now you've got a,
6: a clubhouse that you have to answer to as well, not just for the, the decision in the moment, but now you're, you're talking up like you're the smartest guy in the room and talking down to the catcher. Who gave you the correct
4: answer the entire time twitter at how about a fresca twitter at how about a fresca the jason smith show jason mike harman live from the geico studios coming up in one minute all the latest news in the national football league but first talk to tom looney and find out what's trending Yeah, today is all about baseball
9: big baseball day and night in america One game being played at this late hour. In La La Land, Dodgers and Diamondbacks, game one. Justin Turner overdrive, taking care of business for the Dodgers with a three-run shot in the bottom of the first. Justin also drove in a couple of runs in the bottom of the fourth. Yasiel Puig has two RBI. Top of the fifth inning in La La Land with the Dodgers and from the Diamondbacks, seven to one. Cubs Nationals, game one, went to Chicago. Kyle Hendricks out pitching Steven Strasburg. Cubs swatted the Nats 3-0, that's N-O-T-H-I-N apostrophe, Yankees-Indians game two in 13 innings and ended dramatically on WMMS Cleveland. He's it into the corner, here comes Jackson, the Indians win it! What an at-bat
8: by Jan Golds! And on the 10th pitch of the at-bat, he banged a single down the third baseline, in Indians
9: win it 9-8. They go up two games to none in that series. Astros-Red Sox played game two early in the day. Houston won it 8-2. Astros now lead that best of five series. Two games to none. And in a game with World Cup implications, the United States of America soccer team needed to win today, and they did. USA shut out Panama 4-0, as the foreigners say. Now more of Jason Smith and Michael Harmon on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Thank you, Mr. Looney. As the I goal. didn't get any
6: nicknames that goal.
4: time. My best friend, Mike Harmon.
6: He didn't call me his uh, best friend.
4: Well, you, he you said can't, that guy. You can't be my best friend and his best friend. Exactly. You can't be one well, person's actually, best we, friend. We can
6: have more than one
9: best friend in life. I got Grubba. I got Bobby. I got plenty. You, you got a best got friend got named Grubba, Pedro. Yeah, Grubba, Scott Grubleski. Grubba, yes. Grubba. Oh, okay. That's no. not his first name. No, it's a, it's a, it's a. It's a a shortened version of his last name. Grubba, because people couldn't say his long Polish last name. <laughs>
6: and there's an those, extra special... Sounds things. like my
9: neighborhood. Neighbor, the yeah. life of Tom Looney. Those Outside Chicago. You know, those people that go through that quite a bit with their complicated <laughs> last names.
4: So Thank you very people. much, Mr. Looney. <laughs> sure. Joining us now on the hotline to talk all the latest NFL news momentarily is going to be Alex Marvez, SiriusXM NFL host, SportingNews.com, NFL insider as well to talk all the big NFL news, and you know, the number one thing that always burns me when I hear people do it is excuses like Antonio Brown gave today, talking about his sideline outburst from the last week when he flipped over the Gatorade cooler, lost his cool because he didn't get the ball in a play that was supposed to go to him, Ben Roethlisberger called him out in the media a couple of times, and again today, he apologized for his outburst and, and said... You got to do a better job of controlling emotions. I don't want to wake up and turn on the TV and you guys are talking about me throwing a tantrum. It always bothers me when I hear a player like Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham Jr. who says the same thing I'm just a passionate guy. No, no, no. That's like my behavior is excused because I'm a passionate guy. No. You're a lunatic and you're out of control and you're a diva and you want everybody to know the reason we're not winning or I'm not catching passes is outside of my control. So I'm going to blow up on the sideline and I'm going to do things that take away from my team because I want everybody to know, oh, I should be catching more passes. My stats should be greater and we should be winning in easier fashion because of me. When I hear a player say, oh, I'm just emotional. That's someone who is never going to take any responsibility for their actions. They're going to continue to say that. Odell Beckham's going to continue to say, I'm just a passionate guy. And here's Antonio Brown. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you have my emotional... Control yourself. Don't be a lunatic. That's what these guys are. They're lunatics. They can't control their emotions on the sideline of a game.
6: But now to be fair... They're at least looking out for their fantasy owners by saying, I should catch more passes. <laughs> How many guys have said in the last four weeks, I don't care about your fantasy team, blank your fantasy team, Lots all the guys. way down. This, they've guys. lined up. Yeah, They're in lockstep. They, they may never be so unified on a topic as the hatred of your fantasy football team. But Antonio Brown, by saying I should be catching the ball more
4: and this should be all about me, he loves you. Alex Marvez's appearance with us brought to you by TrueCar. Car. You can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit TrueCar Car to enjoy a more confident car-buying experience. And I know from the past, and him telling me this, Alex Marvez, whenever he writes a column on Sporting News or says something, if someone calls him out on it, he just says, I'm a passionate writer. And that's right. basically <laughs> the
10: excuse he gives. What's happening, A.M.? I'm just trying to learn the route tree, guys. That's how it is, you know. (laughs) Just just doing just doing my part to make the world a better place. But if
6: but if they throw it to the end zone, you're going to turn and look for the football, right? On a final play
10: with OJ Howard, you know. And it was just driving me nuts, you know. And I and and post game, you know, you only have so much time right now. Was at Bucks and Patriots last night? And you know, I went to the Patriots locker room. I just thought they were the story of the night. But I really wanted to know what was going on with OJ Howard at the end of the game because look, guys, if he turns around at the five yard line, he's catching that ball. I mean, and it's, it, he's, no one's stopping O.J. Howard at full speed going into that end zone. He is going to get in there. That pass is not going to get broken up. He, you know what Dirk Cutter told me tonight on SiriusXM, he said he read the coverage wrong. There's two different things that O.J. Howard had options of doing. He chose the wrong one. And, and, you know, it's little things like that that cause you to implode. You know, you miss three field goals, one of which was obviously, you know, 56-yard. I'm not expecting Nick Fultz to make that. But two others, very manageable. You miss that. You're 0-for-8 on your first third-down conversions. I mean, you name it, the Buccaneers, again, when, it, when teams play the Patriots, they suffer brain lock. It, it's just remarkable how they just they make these types of mistakes that end up costing them games against a team that, that really right now isn't all that perfect. Got to know the route trees.
4: OJ Howard's got to know the routes, you know. Be more physical on the routes. It's one thing we've learned
10: all week. But hey, Alex, we got to know the routes, right? That's the number one thing all week long. You know, and what's interesting about this is we remember Cam Newton in Super Bowl 50, right? How a guy that was having an MVP, he was the MVP of that season, how small he came up because he was uncomfortable all week with the media. And I'm not saying that was the only reason Von Miller made him awfully uncomfortable as well. But let's be real here. I don't know what Cam's mindset was going into that game. I don't think he had a particularly great week of practice. I just think that Cam, you know, allowed some outside influences to affect him. And we've seen this with this Panthers team as well, by the way. You look at the situation, remember, between John Josh Norman, uh, when he was with the Panthers and Odell Beckham Jr., uh, they were undefeated at that time in 2015 and ended up you know, losing that game uh, the following week to the Atlanta Falcons. They're only lost before the Super Bowl. There I lead into this because I'm curious to see what type of Cam Newton shows up on Sunday. I don't think it's going to be a good one. I think it's been a bad week for Cam. I think his off-field has been an absolute disaster. He's losing money. He's losing fans. He's hearing it from everybody, and he can give as many, quote, heartfelt apologies as he wants. I just don't think the story's going away, you know, that soon, and I don't think Cam's going to play very well against Detroit.
6: Well, it's a much better defense, right? These guys actually know their assignments and do get after the quarterback, unlike what we've seen from the New England Patriots.
10: Well, they, Detroit's doing a much better job. They're they're sound. I mean, you know, to you know, I don't want to say potential for a letdown game, but Carolina beats New England, right? And I mean, that's you know the gold standard of the NFL. Mm-hmm. So you know, and now you're back to back, two games on the road straight. I mean, look, listen, this this Detroit team isn't a juggernaut like the New York Jets. I mean, let's not fool ourselves. <laughs> hey, yeah, we'll be three and two on Sunday, AM. <laughs> exactly. What did I did I call it last week or what?
4: <laughs> hey, we you know as long as if the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Bills, the Jets, when we're tied for first place after five weeks.
10: Yeah, and then you got the Patriots after that. That's and that'll right. That'll truly be a great measuring stick <laughs> for where your team is at. But hey, you know what? Uh, kudos to them. You know, this was a team that you know. I mean, could have easily folded. They could have been the Chargers, which are an absolute dumpster fire. You know, and I mean, really bad. If you think if you think they're bad on the field, you know, when you're hearing all the stories off the field. From what I'm hearing from the other stories that aren't even out there yet about how bad this team is being run right now, basically it's like nomadic. You know what I mean? They still, even though they're, they're in L.A., they don't really have a home. The facility's a dump. I mean, there, it's just it's a complete mess what's happening. Players aren't happy. You know, Phillip Rivers is just laboring through the season. And, guys, this one gets very interesting. And, don't, and expect to start hearing this buzz at some point soon. If the Chargers are as bad as we think they are and they end up going, let's say, 2-14 and 14, and they become the New York Jets, that team that gets that 2018 <laughs> number one or number two overall pick, listen, you got two quarterbacks in Southern California that can actually help you sell tickets. Would not be surprised if Phillip Rivers is on the move or just decides to call it a career at the end of
4: 2017. Whoa, Alex Marvez bringing the thunder. Does he get to keep
6: that
10: two hundred thousand dollar RV? Oh, you know, and that—that's part. You know, and that's part of it too. I think there's a grind that comes with that, sitting there each week. And listen, it's not, and you know, going back and forth each day, you know, to team headquarters and then going back. And guys, you're losing. You're zero and four. You're frustrated. The facility's terrible. And you know what? You have no chance to bond with the guys after that you you really don't right i mean basically you're someone out there on an island and you know you you know you know you have to leave at a certain time cuz you got to get home but you're not out there being you know able to have a close connection with your teammates. You know, it's not like guys can call you up and say, hey, listen, we're all going to go bowling. And, and you know what I mean? You want to come out, and I know Phillip has 15 kids, and it might be difficult to get a sitter for that. You know, you need seven of them. But the point <laughs> is that, you, you know, he could go out and maybe be with these guys socially. I just think this season has taken a tremendous personal toll on Phillip Rivers. Clearly the Chargers, they've got to do something to get their fan base back. This makes a lot of sense from what I'm hearing. Do not be surprised, Phillip Rivers on the move at the end of the 2017 season. Oof.
4: Wow. Alex Marvez. Follow him on Twitter at Alex Marvez. That is at Alex Marvez's latest at sportingnews.com. Boy. Incendiary. That is absolutely. I, I could feel the flames through the microphone. AM, as always, buddy. Appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you next week, and I'll call you on your bat phone if the Jets go to 3 and 2.
10: I'm telling you, it's going to happen, baby. Watch out. You know, Cleveland's in trouble. And I know, go back. You guys have been talking BYU, Boise State, tonight. I know you got a lot to cover. Yeah. Go back to it, okay?
4: Okay. <laughs> Take it easy. I'm just yeah. going to do five minutes on <laughs> Elijah <nice>. McGuire now. <laughs> BYU, but hey, Eli. C-A-M. He's the new Eli. He's re, he's the new Eli. 22 miles an hour. Eli, Smiley Manning. No, no, Eli oh, McGuire. Oh, and you want to talk yeah. about a game that
6: you just want to watch because it'll be the, uh, about as uncomfortable a three-and-a-half-hour period of NFL action that you've ever seen. Niners Colts? No. That's just bad. <laughs> uh, Jacoby Brissett, though, for your fantasy yeah, purposes, between yeah, him yeah, and uh, yeah. Carlos Hyde, you All got right. something to watch. Right. But looking at that Chargers Giants game, a lot of blank stares. It's going to be the announcers, there's going to be dramatic pauses because mm. you're going to see the contorted facial expressions of McAdoo and Eli Manning and Philip yelling at his lineman or somebody else. Anthony <laughs> Lynn looking confused.
4: It's going to be great. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Thanks to Alex Marvez for stopping by. Phenomenal stuff there on Philip Rivers. Coming up next, we'll have more on the night in Major League Baseball. The Dodgers all over the Diamondbacks now 7-1 to one in the fifth inning. And Mike Harmon and I will give you our upset specials for the weekend, college and pro, Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Yeah, happy Friday. Great news, great news. Quick way you could save money, switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car
5: insurance. And I'm very, very excited yeah, about it. Yeah,
4: I'd be excited, Tim. It's Friday night. The Yankees blew a big one, and Joe Girardi's probably going to get fired. Uh, Dodgers. On top right now over the Diamondbacks seven to one as the Diamondbacks bat in the top of the sixth inning. Notice how Dave Roberts is keeping Clayton Kershaw in the game and not pulling him at this point, a la Joe Girardi, uh, because you know we got some relievers uh, you know are ready to go.
6: I'm just gonna put it out here in the seventh inning, maybe yeah. the eighth. Yeah. As a blank you <laughs> to Arizona, I want to see Pedro Baez come trotting out, pitch one or two batters. Wave to the crowd and walk right
4: back up. <laughs> uh, we'll give you our- ups- <laughs> Eric wanted no
5: part no, of that. No, no, no. I, the, the names- no, lead is safe. No lead is safe. <laughs> no lead is safe. All
4: across, it was like millions of voices <laughs> screaming out at once. <laughs> Eric Roberts filling in for Justin Frostberg tonight. Definitely not an expendable producer, Eric Roberts. DJ. Uh, before we get to our upset picks of the week- in college football, NFL. One thing from a game earlier today, the Astros beat the Red Sox 8-2, and with the Yankees collapse tonight against the Indians, that's losing a little bit of headlines, but it shouldn't. The Red Sox are down 2-zip, and this is as dominant of first two games as you've seen in the playoffs in recent years. There's two reasons for it. Number one is pretty simple. The Red Sox can't hit home runs. They can't. Home runs are such a big part of the game now in Major League Baseball. They're such a big part of the postseason. You need guys who can hit home runs when you need them. The Red Sox don't have those guys. The Astros do. Many other teams do. You need to be able to hit home runs, and the Red Sox can't do it. You need once in a while with first and second and two-out-of-three-run homer. You know, you need a two-run homer in the second inning once in a while to put a couple of easy runs on the board so everything is not single, walk, sacrifice, walk, sacrifice, fly, walk, single. You can't you can only put so many runs on the board that way. You have to be able to hit home runs, and the Red Sox don't do it. Secondly, and this is and this is a much easier way, Houston's just a better team. They're just a better team overall than the Red Sox. I know we think in the postseason, well, the Red Sox historically, they're great, and they're suddenly going to win this series. It doesn't happen that way. The Astros clearly are the better team. But the Red Sox would help themselves if they could hit a home run.
6: Well, you get to run out Keuchel as your number two instead of – Drew Pomerantz, so there, there's advantage Astros. You look at the sluggers up and down the lineup. Go to the Boston stats for the year. You had four hitters with 20 or more home runs. Nobody more than 24, and that's Mookie Betts. I mean, you don't have that, that three-run homer sitting there like you used to have with David Ortiz now sitting on the Fox broadcast set. You don't have those, those big inning-changing and momentum-changing type moment that necessary, as much as I love, get them on, get them over, get them in. There's no question about it. I've said it, I think, probably more than anything having to do with my calves in the (laughs) three-plus years we've been sitting here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. There was a little silence, a little muted uh, this time because, well, they are covered up, so they didn't get to scream quite as loud. No, they are.
4: Yeah, I see them covered up right there. Uh, Time now. Let's give you our upset special picks of the week. Yeah, buddy. Right now we do our college football. College football, we'll give you one in college and one in the NFL. We'll give you our college upset specials now. Top 25 games. I'm going to give you Maryland plus 33 over Ohio State. Maryland is not Rutgers. Maryland is a better football team than Rutgers, sure. Could it be a trap? Ohio State won big last week. But you look at Maryland. You win at Texas. They won at Minnesota. Yes, they're playing their third-string quarterback, But he played pretty good last week. He had a couple of big playmakers. Ty Johnson, D.J. Moore, 33 points is a ton. This is not going to be one of those 51-0 games like Ohio State played. It's a lot of points, and Maryland is actually not bad. Maryland plus 33. There you go. In
6: the Big Ten as well, looking at Sparty plus 13 on the road. Going to the big house last year, nine-point differential. Looking at Spartans giving up 18 points per game. And let's face it, that Michigan offense, they go quiet for big periods of time. The question here is, can Michigan State avoid the big turnover with that fast-playing defense, and that could set things off in a big way. But I'm looking for Sparty to give us a game, It's one of those big homecoming weekends, rivalry weekends. Very exciting.
4: If that happens, you can never come to my house because my wife will beat the crap out of you. Well, I, I mean, I was going to say Michigan Northwestern loses. plus 14 and a half, oh, too, buddy. while I was at it. Buddy, if but Michigan yeah. loses, I'm going to have a really bad weekend, just so you know. Just so you know. It's a Mike Harmon Show, Fox <laughs> Sports Radio. Coming up next, more NFL and a big night for the U.S. men's team. Happy Friday. Volume up, y'all. Final hour of the show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more. in car insurance more info, visit geico.com. Right now at Chavez Ravine, the Dodgers batting in the bottom of the sixth inning. They lead the Diamondbacks by the score of 7-2. to two. Dodgers get off early in this one. Justin Turner, a three-run homer in the bottom of the first inning. He's got four RBIs tonight, part of a two-for-two night. Yasiel Puig has two RBIs, one coming off a double, and Clayton Kershaw has been pretty good. He's given up a couple of hits, a couple of runs. He's walked Well, a the couple, couple of solo home runs. But that's okay because he's got seven runs behind him and he had four runs behind him when he took the mound for the top of the second inning. But through six innings, notice how Dave Roberts is leaving Clayton Kershaw in the game and not saying, well, I got good relievers ready to go, Joe Girardi, so I'm going to go to my relievers now just because I can. Joe Girardi. Oh, Joe Girardi. Bye, Baez. Bye, Hey.
6: No, well, what's Wild been great? Well, Joe Girardi. As we watch this here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios in the Slide Over Baby Hour, it is Friday night. Still drinking coffee because we're insane, but we're watching the the Dodgers. You had Sandy Koufax in the crowd. Got a good shot of Vin Scully earlier. I mean, all the luminaries, all the the big the big names showing up for this one as Clayton Kershaw took to the mound and.
4: And thus far, telling October to uh, beat it. Now, someone's going to start this, so why not us? If the Dodgers make it to the World Series, yeah. if they're winning the clinching game, doesn't Scully get to call the ninth inning? Doesn't doesn't wherever the game is airing elbows everybody on, out on. Does, does he just walk in and go, "Hi guys, now get the hell out of my way, so I can call this last inning." It would be Dodger dogs for taking everybody. over the Fox broadcast booth, or just here boot everybody out, or the AM five seventy, everybody leaves. la sports. Vin comes in, everybody broadcasting anywhere. They all leave because Vin's going to do the. A couple final of guys
6: end. in suits just walk in. It's like, oh, you know what
4: this means. <laughs> They just start picking up their stuff and moving down the hall. Fox moves out. You know everybody. You know local television stations move out. Everybody moves out. Everybody. We're taking Vince Scully's call. The fi- everybody is taking Vince Scully's call all the way. So if Vince Scully had
6: WWE inspired walk up music when he goes to take over a booth like that, what would it be?
4: WWE music for taking over the booth.
6: Right. So here he comes, and he's got a couple of people walking him in. And as the door opens, what's what's that entry music? Oh boy, Scully's walk-up music is tough. How about that,
4: I, I. <laughs> yeah, but Scully works alone. This is a duet. We need this regular song.
5: He can't do a duet with himself. No,
4: we need no, no, no. We need a regular song. Doing both parts. Now that would be something special. Because he broadcasts alone. That's the whole thing, Scully never works, or then it doesn't work And I walk
6: alone. (laughs) I
4: got a man to watch him die. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I have another one. You got another one we can use? Another one. All right, go ahead. Let me hear. Oh, no, no, no! No.
5: (laughs) Ah. I'll call games. I'll call games Why do you
4: want to give me this visual? Why do you want to give me this Vince Scully, Silence of the Lambs visual? What are you doing?
2: Tell me this wouldn't be great.
4: I'd call the last ending of the World Series. I'd call that. I'd tell you to go to Ace Hardware for a great deal.
8: He's putting on chapstick. I'm He's actually
4: pretending to put on chapstick here in you, the Geico studio. I'll tell you about Farmer John Sausage. I do all those things. <laughs> this is like the creepiest song in the world. <laughs> well... It is it because be, you, know you know the what,
6: image. But you know what? It's a creepy song in and of
4: itself. How many people would leave the booth if Scully walks into this music? I, I, I'm, I'm leaving Aver! my wallet. I'm leaving. I'm gone. I am gone. That is fertile. He could walk into Levar, LeVar Ball's house. LeVar Ball would say, LaMelo, you're going back to school. Go back in. Get there right now. Aver! Not happening.
6: <laughs> Next level.
4: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Ooh. Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Coast Studios. I mean it. That's got to be it. The Dodgers, final inning of the World Series. If they're winning, Scully gets to call it. Everybody steps out. I enjoy that. He'll tell you no, that he's done. Beat it. But <laughs> I like it in theory. Beat it. I'm done. Uh, meanwhile, in addition to all the baseball we had today and and, and Joe Girardi, who are going to break down again this hour, the incredibly Horrific gaffes he made as Yankee managers. He had a good run. Helped cost the Yankees the game and probably the series against the Indians. Oh, by the way, guess who's most likely going to go play in the World Cup?
8: Now then Pulisic. Can he get away here? It's Pulisic. He's going to score. Surely, is he? Yes, he has. Solo goal. USA lead. He's going to score. Surely, surely he's going to score.
6: That's a lot of cardio. That's a lot of karaoke. It's a ton. That's what that's
4: all about right there. It's a ton. The United States thumps Panama, a game they had to win for nothing. Christian Pulisic scores. He sets up the next goal. He's able to evade serious injury as Panama just continued to try to hurt him and was taken out of the game because of the United States big lead. They win for nothing. Now we're entrenched in third place. We finished in third place. We automatically qualify for the World Cup. We're two points ahead of Panama. Uh, We could qualify by the end of or at least figure out that we're in a position where we have to play in a play-in match, but we win on Tuesday against Trinidad and Tobago. We're in. We finish at the worst in third place, certainly Costa Rica, Panama. They still have matches to go, so we're not in yet. But I believe I saw our chances at 83% now when they're taking in all the math into account. I maintain yeah. what I've said from the beginning for the United States men's national team. This is the real birth of United States soccer. I shouldn't say the birth. The pregnancy began when Lennon Donovan scored against Algeria. The goal in... in All right, that got everybody that, pregnant that, that, for soccer. That got okay, everybody I pregnant. Got and instead of nine months, it's been, you know, it's been... It's been... That's it's a hell of a gestation it's period. Been, it's been six years, but now here we are at the birth of... What we are going to be, and that is a dominant soccer team. Everybody mistakes how good the United States is because of what we went through for qualifying. Klinsman was terrible, and we lose the first two games, which we should not have lost, and that put us in a huge hole to try to qualify for the World Cup. We have played lights out. Polisic goes right into the lineup, and he's unstoppable because he is a bleeping superstar. 19 years old. And if Klinsman would have just put him in earlier, he's still the coach. But they have been playing phenomenal since then. But because we had to overcome that and there was so much to get through, it was, boy, United States soccer. No, no, no. We are a dark horse team in this World Cup. And then the next two World Cups will be one of those dominant favorites. They're going to say Germany, Spain, United States. That This is it. This is the time now. we got young players coming up who are in the Polisic mold. But right now, he's the guy, he's the star. The one thing I will say coming off of this game is that he is now being treated as a star by the other teams, and that is we are going to try to physically intimidate you and beat the crap out of you. And Polistic's still got to put some weight on his, you know He's still young, he's 19, he's filling out his frame. He has to get a little bit bigger, but that's going to come with getting older and, and, and your, his body filling out. But until then, he's going to be a target. And teams are going to go after him. Panama tried to injure him repeatedly tonight. He's a weapon. Until, thankfully, Bruce Arena got him out of the game. We were up big. It didn't matter. But they got him out of the game at the right time. Altador, too. They were trying to hurt him. But Polisic, especially because of how good he is and how much he controls the game. Look at all the percentage of goals he's scored or assisted on since he started playing for the men's team early in qualifying. Referees have to start respecting Pulisic and, and, and and giving him the calls. And, 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 And cards have to start going out, and teams have to realize, all right, we can't just go after this guy. But they're going to do it until it starts getting called. Bruce Arena had to say uh, two games ago, it was, hey, you know what? You're you're playing ragdoll with my superstar here, and uh, things got to change. That's got to change, and the United States has to make other teams realize that you cannot do this to our guy. You have to answer somehow so this stops because if he gets hurt he got hurt late, late the first i'm like oh my god if he comes out and he's limping coming off because he got that big spike to mm-hmm. the to the leg which is what you know teams try to do to him that's it i mean he gets hurt that's it i mean he as good as we're as we are, he makes everything go so the united states has to be okay you know when that's on the field we got to police that
6: well you watch how much the field opens up and obviously it's a different age and aggressiveness in terms of offensive attacking style and how the the field opens up and how much attention he garners. And certainly for the United States men's national team, the coaching staff, and all those executives all the way up, now's the time to start lobbying and reminding people of, A, what it would mean to have the United States. This is where you can start pushing a little bit, saying, hey, to get them into the grander scale uh, of the soccer world, but also just from a global superstar of of what Polisic is becoming, right? You saw the – it was a big week for him. Started with the whole 60 Minutes feature that they did, which is rare. I mean, you're you're not getting that kind of time. Not that 60 Minutes has the clout that it did years past, but still a staple on Sunday nights, and to have that become a big viral thing of, hey, meet the – the guy who's changing the face of this game and changing how the United States plays soccer. And all throughout this game, elbows flying wasn't just him. Like there is got chippy and it got a bit ugly early on, as clearly United States overwhelming and dominating this match.
4: It's gotta start being called and you gotta start policing it on the field. Twitter at How about a fresca, the Jason Smith show, Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios, and a stunning turn of events. At Chavez Ravine, I feel like every time tonight I have said Clayton Kershaw is cruising, yeah. he gives up a home run, right? Or two. It was 4 nothing. Another one. It was 4 I don't know what's more. Ric Flair having sex or Clayton Kershaw home runs he's given up tonight? Oh. How many?
6: Well, it's more than a uh, Nick full miss field goals <laughs> from last night.
4: <gasps> 4 nothing in the third inning, and I remember earlier in the show saying, oh, Clayton Kershaw is cruising up 4 nothing," and then the next batter, A.J. Pollock, hit a home run. Swinging a long one, so I said, "All right, sorry about that. Uh, you know, it's you know my fault. All right, that's that. That's great." And then he gave up another one. Martinez goes deep to make it seven to two. Okay, everything is still fine. A Couple of solo runs here. Okay, twelve minutes ago, I said seven two Dodgers in the lead. Kershaw's cruising. He's not been phenomenal, but and you said, "Yeah, two solo home runs. He's fine." Clayton Kershaw has just given up back to back home runs to Marte and Mathis. Back, 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 back. And Dave Roberts came out of the dugout so fast and signaled to the bullpen so fast it's I, I, I've had no time to even process it. Kershaw is out of the game. Bottom of the seventh inning, he goes six innings, gives up four runs, all earned four solo home runs. The Dodgers now trying to hold on up 7-4 and Sandy Koufax is in to try to save this one. for Kershaw.
6: Might be warming up. You never know. Uh, Jerry
4: Royce coming in from the bullpen.
6: They just had an extended shot of the Clayton Kershaw-Rick Honeycutt therapy session that is going on in the dugout. And the look of concern on Kershaw's face. A couple of line drive home runs. Those balls got out fast. And that's what we saw with each of these solo home runs. Not that they were prodigious blasts. They were just hard-hit balls that sailed Into the Los Angeles night, so Kershaw's out of the game, and we'll see how the bullpen progresses. Watson in, and he promptly gives up a base hit. So all of a sudden, the seventh
4: inning. Here comes the seventh and uneasiness.
6: The seventh inning of Clayton Kershaw's history uh, being brought up right now in bars and all across Dodger Stadium.
4: And I'll tell you one thing about Kershaw on the seventh inning. Definitely doesn't go together like peanut butter and chocolate. Here comes the next pitch. Oh, and it's a pitch. Oh, no, stop playing the silence of the land! Ah. Fox Sports Radio. I'll give up a home run. I'll give up another home run. I'll give up four home runs.
8: Mr. You better stop giving up home runs and put some ounce in that basket and
4: lower it down to me. I see the you may have broken me. It'll that might be, be it. Hi, right, Mr. Kershaw, oh, do you know a James Watson or a Jamie Watson when coming to... Fi-
6: after all the impressions, <laughs> after all the twisted turns here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, we may have now reached A, the fifth ring of hell... <laughs> And the descent into madness is complete. See how it
4: continues as the Jason Smith show rolls on. I have no plans to call on you, Pedro Baez. Please extend me the same courtesy. You know I can't do that because Kershaw just gave up four home runs in the game. I have to go, Dave Roberts. I'm having a friend for dinner in Oklahoma City. 877 on Fox. Coming up next, we head... To our man in Las Vegas for all the latest news heading into a big weekend, not only in Major League Baseball, but college football and the NFL. That's next the Jason Smith show right here, Fox
10: Sports
7: Radio.
4: You know, I just thought of something, Mike Harmon. I just figured it out. What's that, buddy? I figured it out. You figured it out on a Friday? Yes. Yes, I have. We are
6: in the slide over baby hour. Maybe a little bit of dance, a little bit of hip- Shaking, rump shaking kind of music getting on.
4: Ric Flair just had sex again. Another one.
6: Inspired
4: by the musical selections of Alex Tyshardt. The Diamondbacks lead, or the Dodgers lead the Diamondbacks 7 4 in the seventh inning. Clayton Kershaw is out of this game after giving up four solo home runs, including the last two back to back in the top of the seventh. To make a 7-2 game a little bit more uncomfortable 7-4 game, the Dodgers now batting in the bottom of the 7th, Kershaw and the 7th inning really don't go together. Uh, Give credit to ESPN Stats and Info because they came up with this. Clayton Kershaw's ERA in the 7th inning or later in the postseason is 25.5. But it's really the 7th inning that has been Kershaw's bugaboo twice in the playoffs against the St. Louis Cardinals. It's Kershaw and the 7th inning in the playoffs. And now I've solved it. I figured that you out. You figured this out? Yes. I figured I can now be an invaluable employee of the Los Angeles Dodgers. All because I watched the movie The Kid from Left Field. Oh, really? Yeah. Remember that was a movie where Gary Coleman, legendary actor, managed, He had a good run. Yeah, he managed the San Diego Padres. He mm-hmm. was a kid that managed the Padres. And one of his big managerial moves in The Kid from Left Field, you can rent it, it's everywhere, is that he has a pitcher in the game that he doesn't want to take out of the game, but he wants to bring in somebody for like a lefty lefty matchup. So he moves the pitcher to first base, brings in the other guy from the bullpen who pitches to the next batter. He gets the guy out. That pitcher leaves the game. And the other pitcher goes from first base back to the pitcher's mound, right? And, you know, Gary Coleman's a genius. He comes up with this. What if the Dodgers did that? Seventh inning, you move Kershaw to either one of the other right or left field, depending on what batter is batting, or first base, whatever you want to do. Move him to there, and then he comes back in and pitches in the eighth inning. And then he avoids the seventh inning completely. If a right-handed batter is up, you move him to right field. Move him to right field. If a left-handed batter is up, move him to left field. And that's what you do. I like the way you're thinking. You get him out of a the seventh A little bit outside the box.
6: Yes. Uh, I think you need to go to Greeny. I, th- I think that's what you do. You go Joe Girardi, and you oh. just you just
4: skip it all Joe together. Joe Girardi, Wildcat Joe. That's what I think you do. Woo. No, I I'm just trying to think of ways. I, to I help. know you're trying to save him. I like that. That
6: big ERA. He doesn't and... pitch in the seventh.
4: I don't pitch a seventh inning. Oh, okay. And then he can pitch the eighth and the ninth. Bring in Jansen in the seventh. He's going to strike everybody out anyway. That would be an and interesting then, change, then change then go in to philosophy. Kirk, go to Kershaw in the eighth and Finishes nine. the sixth. You know.
6: Like, whoa, well, we, we may or may not see him yeah, again.
4: That's it. That's it for Kershaw. I like that. Uh, again, 7-4 Dodgers. Yasiel Puig on third with a leadoff triple to start the seventh inning for the Dodgers. So Curtis Granderson up to try to get him in and up the Dodgers lead back to four. But joining us now on the hotline. Our man in Las Vegas, Todd Furman, former odds maker at Caesars, co-host, Bet the Board podcast, our insider. Todd, I know what kind of week it must have been for you in Las Vegas this week. All our best thoughts are with you, of course, and and I trust that uh, everybody there, you're picking up the pieces as best as you can.
2: I uh, appreciate that, guys. It's definitely been a somber atmosphere out here in the desert. The one thing, though, that I don't think a lot of people real don't realize, if you're not from Las Vegas, you don't begin to understand how tight-knit the local community really is. Uh, And to see everybody rallying together in the face of such horrific tragedy on Sunday night really speaks volumes for the strength and character of the city as a whole.
4: Awesome. And uh, like I said, our best thoughts always with you, your loved ones, and everybody in the city. So let's have some fun. I I think it's a week that everybody wants to have fun, continue to have fun with. So I'll give you some crazy-ass parlays and we'll have some fun with managers getting fired. And and that's kind of how we'll roll it out. How does that sound?
2: Uh, that'll work for me. I will say there's a number of occupations, though, that two of you probably aren't equipped to take on. And managing a baseball team, given that little diatribe about how the Dodgers should handle their pen, I may have to add that one to the list moving forward as well.
4: All right. Well, I want to start with a very big parlay. Because remember the parlay? Remember, you were on with us last week. And remember the parlay I wanted? The crazy one you said 70 to 1? It came in. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. But it yeah. came in because I wanted Syracuse yeah. over LSU with the points. I got it. I wanted the jets with the points on Sunday I got it and I wanted mellow traded by Monday and I got all three of those things came in and you said uh, 70 to Hold one. on hold
2: on one second let's backtrack my memory isn't airtight here but I'm pretty sure you wanted all of those dogs on the money line it wasn't just taking the points cuz I wasn't going to give you 70 to 1 on a three-teamer, when I said that gotcha. Mello's trade leg was right around a him so this revisionist history and math that you're trying to hit me with right off the bat, Jason,
4: I'm not buying what you're selling. So me. wait a minute. So <laughs> we're, we're no, talking. Yo,
6: well, you wouldn't have gotten the points <laughs> for for
4: that kind of. But watch. but, but, but we're t- you're in Vegas. We talked to you. You're about the number. The name of the city is the number. I mean, that's that's. I mean, we got to talk about the number. Now when you start, now
2: when you start calling for outright upsets, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm used to this on Sunday nights when I have to deal with Arnie. You guys are
6: <laughs> the <to my worst laughs> reason on Friday.
4: <laughs> all right here, here, here's my first sorry buddy for you. here's what i want for you um uh, first at the end of sunday the jets are tied for first place in the afc east and joe girardi is fired in the next 10 days as yankee manager uh, I am
2: not even gonna give you that big uh that big a number there. I think you're talking about five or six to one. I mean the Jets to win the, the Jets to win their game against the Cleveland Browns. That one's right around a pick 'em. Of course you do need the Bills to lose for the Jets to be tied atop the division. Uh and the way that Girardi handled the game situation today, if the Yankees were to get swept, I'm not sure he's gonna get fired, but I think he starts to uh come under the magnifying glass a bit and he becomes a prisoner of his own success because the Yankees were a year ahead of schedule. I don't think anybody really anticipated them getting to the postseason with so much youth on that roster.
6: All right, where am I finding some value tomorrow on the the college slates? When we look at the schedule, not a whole lot of
2: attractive matchups, at least on paper. Only one uh, game out there, pitting two ranked teams together, and that'll be TCU and West Virginia. The public actually thinks that number a little too big, as you've seen some resistance every time that number Mm -hmm. gets to 13.5. Trending towards thirteen. People already, though, looking ahead to TCU's potential showdown against Oklahoma down the road uh, for Big 12 supremacy. In all honesty, as you go through the college card, uh, I think Ohio State can name the final score against Maryland. I know it won't be as lopsided as last year's 62-3 to victory, uh, but this is a Buckeyes team right now starting to get their confidence back. We've seen JT Barrett throw the ball uh, with a lot more success. The Buckeyes have to become the primary beneficiary of all the chaos that we may see take place around the landscape. Because I think we're ultimately going to have a team from the Big Ten make the college football playoff, as long as they only end up with one loss. and There aren't too many undefeated sides.
4: See, now I'm a little upset because I have Maryland as my upset special, getting 33. I'm kind of now you kind of <laughs> you kind of <laughs> took me down on that a bit there, Todd. Well, if, if you're looking
2: for uh, money line play on Maryland, that'll pay out pretty handsomely. <laughs> you should be able to get yourself about 35 or 40 to one, and you won't even need a parlay for that. You just need the Terps to win the game outright. That doesn't seem like too big ask.
4: Hey, uh, baseball, has any uh, number moved on odds to win the World Series following the first uh, four days of the playoffs?
2: What you've seen, and uh, I think logically when you have two teams that have put their respective opponents on the brink of elimination, the Astros and Indians numbers have come down. So the Indians who started the postseason as the odds-on favorite to win the World Series, uh, numbers right around 5-2 to two at books like betonline.ag, that number's come down in the plus 170 range. Uh, and the Astros number, they were 5-1 to one coming in. That number right around 3-1. to one. And as you look towards a potential ALCS matchup with those two teams, uh, you should expect to see the Indians right around 40 ish uh, type of favorite. Uh, on the National League side, the Cubs' number will come down when it reopens tomorrow as they get home field advantage in their favor, beating Steven Strasburg earlier tonight. And the Dodgers, you won't see too much movement there unless they can take a 2 nothing series lead. Uh, with Rich Hill going up against Robbie Ray tomorrow.
6: Now, and obviously in the NFL, we've seen a lot of money riding in on the Rams to represent Minnesota, right?
2: Uh, yep, yeah, that number <laughs> has definitely come down. And when you look at the division, that's actually been a fascinating number to pay attention to. The Rams were 20-1 to to win the West before the season started. Wow. They're now 5-2, to which makes them second favorites behind their opponent on Sunday. And if we look at Super Bowl odds, you could have had the Rams anywhere from hundred to one hundred and twenty-five to one. I've seen books drop as low as twenty-five to one. Wow. I'm not sure I'd be running to the window to back them there, uh, but definitely an interesting story, uh, especially when their counterparts in Los Angeles, the Chargers, can't seem to get out of their own way.
4: All right. Lastly, one more for you here oh because boy. this, I think this this I think I might put some money on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be that'd be a first. But you can continue. Hey, I, I
6: just like the laugh that <laughs> accompanies your words
4: there, Vin Scully calls the last inning of the world series on national television you know
2: what that's actually i can't give you that kind of long shot odds i feel like you Whoa. guys in los angeles have a little bit of pull and some connections there but i'd probably give you about five to two to think that that might happen especially if the dodgers were to break their world series drought and actually make appearance an appearance in the wait, fall well, class
4: wait a minute he's only doing it if the dodgers make it i could get more than five to two what kind of odds maker are you
2: I mean, the Dodgers to win the World Series right now are well less than five to two. So I'm not going to give you better odds on Vince Scully to call the ninth inning, the Dodgers to win the World Series. If we think they're going to get there, if you want seven to two, okay, I'll play. Let's make a deal.
4: <laughs> seven to two. All right, all right. Ninety more than that. If i I need. And 70. he gave a tribute to Monty Hall need, while he was I, on the air. I too. need seventy to one. If I'm going to, I mean, that's like that's my number. That's my magic <laughs> number for making a <laughs> bet. It's <just> theoretical
6: <laughs> seventy to one, where he starts getting odds on a three-team parlay. You gotta love that, but Jay.
2: Jason, if you find any book out there that's willing to offer seventy to one on a three-team parlay, you let me know. You and I will be able to retire to whatever beach island we want, anywhere on this fine coast, anywhere in this fine globe.
4: Yeah, no, Jason, him and Todd Furman live together somewhere <laughs> in Bora Bora. Yeah, they're, they're having a great time. They're they're making that boat that uh, Red and Andy did at the end of Shawshank Redemption. They're getting that ready to go out. You can follow him on Twitter at Todd Furman. That is at Todd Furman, former odds maker at Caesars. Check out the Bet the Board podcast again on Twitter, at Todd Furman, our man in Las Vegas. Todd, appreciate it. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week.
2: Always a pleasure, guys. Enjoy the games this weekend. See you, brother. Thanks.
4: There goes Todd Furman. Well, the Dodgers get out of the seventh inning without scoring a run. Their best Mets offense impression. Yasiel Puig leads off with a triple. Curtis Granderson and company cannot get him in, so we are in the eighth. With the Dodgers leading seven four, and Clayton Kershaw is gone from this one after giving up four solo home runs. But the big story of the night belongs to one guy who is being called Reviewless Joe by the New York newspapers already. That's coming up in a minute. But first, here's what's trending. Yeah, Reviewless Joe, manager of the New York Yankees. Yankees
9: Indians game two with thirteen innings and ended dramatically on WMMS Cleveland.
8: line into the left field corner scoring Jackson from
9: second oh the human drama Indians went at nine eight to go up two games to none and Monday morning managers are going to be questioning Joe for a long time to come Astros Red Sox played game two earlier in the day of this ALDS series Houston one at eight two Astros now lead that best of five two games to none and uh, at this moment, in La La Land, we got a Justin Turner overdrive taking care of business for the Dodgers. Three-run shot in the bottom of the first. Also drove in a couple of runs in the bottom of the fourth. Yasiel Puig has two RBI. We are in the bottom of the eighth inning. with Dodgers in front of the Diamondbacks. 7-4. to four. Earlier today, Cubs Nationals game one went to Chicago. Kyle Hendricks up to Steven Strasburg. Cubs swatted the Nats 3 nothing. And again, with World Cup implications, the United States of America, the greatest country on earth, won their soccer game today, a game they needed to win, and they did. USA 4, Panama 0, as they say in soccer. And now, two guys who can talk about anything. That's why they are talk show hosts, professional talk show hosts of the highest order, two of the best in the United States of America Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. On Fox Sports Radio. That is right, Tom. Tom I <laughs> want to ask you one question, yes. and I want you to be
4: honest with me. As, as I sit here wrapped in yes. the American flag, do you do you spend more time actually going over what and how you're going to give the updates, or more time picking out your music? Oh,
9: well, it's, it's probably equal. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> the This one thing, one thing that's very important to me is they don't sound like every other guy doing it.
4: Okay, you know. no, I'm just wondering. You the know, Cubs I mean, like, upended the Nats today to take a one-zero series. No, I get league. it, but I mean, you have, have like a thousand made. songs by Chicago you can use. I mean, you could get into Peter Cetera as oh. a solo artist. He's well, in you town, mean, you know, I, coming so, up
9: this week. So, oh, because I use "Saturday in the Park" last hour. That well. Do you know when people listen to the radio? Let me do a little program directing for you, Jason. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you Here know when people listen to the radio, Jason? Uh, when they turn the radio Still on. When they
6: turn it on. <laughs> I'm not doing it for you.
4: or anybody. And you know what
6: they do when they find the Jason Smith show now with the new and improved Michael Harmon? Oh, they listen longer. They stay they longer because <laughs> right. they know we're going to either incense them
9: or the we're going to give
6: them a lot of, a lot of love and, and Bring
9: people together. That's what we do here. I never heard somebody have such a hard time describing their own show. Can you say that again,
6: Michael? <laughs> cool. Wow. Aren't you scheduled to have been yeah, out of here I 10 already, minutes ago? I already got my okay. beer
9: from the liquor store, and I'm out of here. There's
6: going to be a fist fight.
9: <laughs> <laughs> in about five minutes. Go Punxsutawney <laughs> or
6: script
4: something. Right, well, thank you, Mr. Looney. Yeah, Looney's going to beat a hasty retreat out of here. I would take you in a fight over him right now. I, I
6: think that would be uh, every day of the week and <laughs> twice on Sunday.
4: I know Ludi's a big dude. I mean, he lifts. What's that matter? What's that
6: matter? I'm just saying. No, I mean, that mean he can fight just because be, he wears a boxing shirt. It would, every day. Oh,
4: that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, we'll that see. would indicate to me that you're you're posing. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Girardi is getting a lot of criticism, rightfully so, for his managing. Deficiencies in the Yankees 9-8 loss to the Indians tonight. Indians now lead the ALDS two games to none. It was an 8-3 Yankee lead when Joe Girardi took CeCe Sabathia out of the game after six in the third innings in which he was cruising. He had thrown 77 pitches. He had retired 12 out of the last 13. One out, one on. Girardi comes to the mound, brings in Chad Green. And I get it. Chad Green's been great. Green's been great. You, know, you have great relievers. I understand that. But you have to win the game now. And after the after the game was over, he said, "You know, we normally take CC out after 90 pitches. We had Greeny ready to go. Yeah, no, it's different. It's you manage differently in the regular season, the postseason. And Joe Girardi has won World Series, so you think he would get that? You have to win this game tonight, right now. CC Sabath, if he's got to throw 90 pitches or 100 pitches, that's what he throws because you have to win this game. Your backs are to the wall if you don't win. When you have to take him out." take him out if he was in trouble you take him out but just to take him out to preserve him not in the playoffs not when you got to win the game what the hell are you saving him for you take out a star- anybody takes out a starting pitcher when they have to no one takes out a starting pitcher in the playoffs unless they have to can you take him out in the regular season when it's 8-1 and he's thrown 100 pitches and you're in the eighth inning of course you do but this is the playoffs and he was at 77 and he takes Sabathia out, brings in his relievers, who proceed to give up a grand slam home run to Francisco Lindor, and an 8-3 game is now 8-7. Jay Bruce ties it in the 8th, and they win it in the 13th inning. That is a huge, epic fail by Joe Girardi. I just don't understand what the, other than the Vegas
6: blackjack card, that says, all right, in these situations all season long, I've done X, so I must continue to do X. That's the only thing that, compels him in this situation but it's the playoffs you're cruising you've got kluber out of the game right he only goes shy of three innings you've gotten into the bullpen you got one on one out he's at 77 pitches no matter what the flip card said whoever was holding upside must have looked like a nine on there like he was near to 100 instead of it's that's a seven 77 pitches because that was a big thing that he brought up in the post game. You know, and we take him he was him out near around
4: 90. What was he, around 80-some? Right, you know? He's at 77 oh, yeah, no, pitches with know. one out. He didn't know. Joe Girardi didn't know how many pitches that his starting pitcher had thrown. I don't know. 80-some, was it? I don't know. I mean, really, he didn't know. Seems like you you had the opportunity to get him to finish
6: that inning. He's moving along, right? Retired 12 of his last 13 opponents. And, again, one-on-one-out. Runner at first is Carlos Santana. He's not going anywhere. This isn't a, all right, now you got a guy tormenting you on the base paths that suddenly breaks concentration and, and has things melt down on you. No, this is an opportunity by which to stretch your veteran starter, a guy who's been in these situations a lot, and who you may not need again. You know why? Because if you lose this game, You're bidding a hasty retreat and and an early exit from these playoffs. And instead, you make the move and and it backfires in an immense way. Well, it really just set up what became his bigger
4: gaffe Mm. of the night. And we're going to have that coming up next. If you think that was bad, and that was bad, taking out Sabathia, look, again, you do it differently in the postseason because you have to win this game. In the regular season, I understand. You're saving Sabathia because you got an 8-3 game. Our bullpen is okay. We got an off day tomorrow. We can save some wear and tear on him right now. You have to keep trying to win this game. And Joe Girardi said, oh, we got it in the bag. We're just going to execute and win. And now, he's down to nothing, and the series is basically over because of that. As bad as that was, why he's being called Reviewless Joe, his other big gaffe is even worse. <gasps> and we got it coming up next as Ric Flair has sex again. Another one. Fox Sports Radio. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Great news! You want to save money, go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Uh, real quick update from Chavez Ravine. Still 7-4 Dodgers. They bat in the bottom of the 8th inning. Yasiel Puig may be offering the best gift of the season on his triple that led off the bottom of the 8th. He had his tongue out wagging it as he was running and sliding into third base, I'm gonna eat that ass up. He was in the middle of running and sliding and he was sliding into third. That's a pretty cool gif.
2: There, There is no better gift bank on Twitter than Puig Gift Bank. Like, yeah. if you search Puig in the GIF keyboard, gold, every single one of them, <laughs> all gold.
6: Well, I mean, we obviously had the one from earlier tonight when he was standing on second base doing the Degeneration X chop. Mm hmm. And the daddy. WWE love. So, I mean, he's giving us gifts and gifts one after the next.
4: The other voice, that of fill-in producer tonight filling in for Justin Frostberg, Eric Roberts, TJ, the best of the best of the producers, one through four. I believe there were four of those movies, TJ. <laughs> uh, but Joe Girardi is the man of the hour for reasons he doesn't want to be. Girardi made two big managerial gaffes in the Yankees' 9-8, 13-inning loss to the Indians. We talked about taking out CC Sabathia a few minutes ago. Now we get to the big one and why he's being called Reviewless Joe. In the inning in which Sabathia comes out, the Yankees are up 8-3. Lonnie Chisenhall gets hit by a pitch, goes down to first base on a ball that replays clearly showed, hit off the knob of his bat and into catcher Gary Sanchez's glove. It wasn't challenged by Joe Girardi. It was a bad call, but you got to challenge it. He doesn't. all goes down to first base to load the bases. Francisco Lindor hits a grand slam, and suddenly 8-3 turns into 8-7. The Indians go on to win. Why you don't challenge that play is beyond me. And after the game, Joe Girardi gave the most ridiculous reason for why he didn't challenge that play.
7: There was nothing that told us that he was not hit uh, on the pitch. By the time we got the super slow-mo, we were a minute probably beyond a minute. It was way too late. You know, they, they tell us we have 30 seconds. Um, they will take longer in, in, in replay. And, and probably being a catcher, my thought is I never want to break a pitcher's rhythm. You know, that's how I think about it. So if it's not something – there was nothing that said he was not hit. They said 30 seconds. We, we talk about that in the meeting all the time.
4: Okay, two things that make this – reasoning ridiculous number one as a catcher i don't want to disrupt a pitcher's rhythm your catcher who is actually in the game gary sanchez is yelling it hit his bat it hit his bat challenge it really you're going to take a really it's it's part of the game you're a professional pitcher this is these are your best pitches you're throwing out there i don't want to disrupt his rhythm the end result is bases are loaded with two outs and the indians could get back in the game I mean, So basically you're saying, oh, I don't want to disrupt his rhythm because if we review it, nah, you know, maybe he's not pitching well. That's, that's a load of crap. That's a complete load of crap from Joe Girardi. And if your catcher is right, is he right? <laughs> yeah.
6: Is he right? Hey, Mr. Helper, he told you to challenge it. If he's right, you're out of the inning, and it's done. <laughs> and even if he's wrong, it goes to review trots down the first base after the hit-by-pitch. You know what you do? You've got a couple of minutes to confer of your strategy of how to pitch to Lindor. I don't see how there's any downside to throwing the challenge in this situation. <laughs> as far as I can see on Major League Baseball book, there's no invisible ink whereby there's some catastrophic thing that befalls you. You're not put into the pit of despair. You're not ejected from the stadium. The pit You're in- of despair. <laughs>
4: Pit of despair. I didn't even think of that. I'm sorry. Nicely done. I went all Princess Bride on you. No, that's pretty good. 30th anniversary. Yeah.
6: But the idea being that there's so much that works in your favor, the worst is your guy stands there for a minute and confers (laughs) with his catcher. By the way, the catcher that told you to challenge the play.
4: And the other thing is this, real quick before we give our upset special picks in the NFL for the weekend. There's nothing to be lost by it as you said. Sometimes managers and the best coaches know I have to challenge this because the result is so poor for my team, I got to try to re- reverse that. And I may not win it, but I might. So I got to do it and it's not costing me anything. I got to do it because my my player says this, all right, if it if we win the review we're out of the inning at 8-3. There's no reason to not to. You don't always need to have irrefutable evidence. Sometimes you got to play that percentage as a coach and go, you know what? No, we should do this because the benefit for us is a lot better.
6: It's just, where's the loss? And now you got to go explain to Gary Sanchez why you didn't ex- believe him, that you don't respect his abilities behind the plate. Here's my catcher's <laughs> mask. Beat it. <laughs>
4: Uh, glad to debut tonight on Altitude 950 yeah, in Denver. Yeah, buddy. Very excited here at Fox Sports Radio, our newest affiliate. Love, we're going to do great things for you in Denver, home of the Nuggets and the Avalanche. Time to give our NFL Upset specials for the week. I gave you my college football pick last hour. I went with Maryland. I'm going the Cardinals over the Eagles. Arizona's DBs make it really tough on Carson Wentz. Tough sledding. LeGarrette Blunt, too unpredictable to rely upon. I'm going cardinals plus seven over the eagles
6: short odds all around there are only two games where you're talking about a touchdown spread but you know where i'm going i am liking the buffalo bills plus three best defense in
4: the nfl i like the bills i'd pick the bills fox
5: with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about
9: anywhere